0: hello all you lovely listeners this is episode 435 of conversation street the week of the 7th to the 11th of september i am michael I'm Gemma and today we're going to be talking about Coronation Street episodes 10,111 to 10,114 and yes that's right that is 11, no not 11 episodes, that is 4 episodes. I know there's only been 3 episodes this week but one of them's been an hour long and for some crazy reason they include 2 episode codes with it and that's why they get to 10,000 quicker than they actually had had 10,000 episodes. I think they've had 10,000 episodes officially now, but by the time they'd done the 10,000th episode, it was definitely not the 10,000th episode of Why Coronation you Street. Why are
1: the podcast out with a crazy conspiracy theory? It's true.
0: It's all true, I tell you. feel like I'm listening
1: so to my podcast. So this should be
0: 10,111 to 10,113, but it's no, not. No,
1: it, it just... It's not. It's just go with it,
0: everybody. And this is the last week of not six episodes a week Coronation Street, because we're back to the full schedule next week. Boo. Mixed opinions on that. Still, I'm still kind of looking forward to it. I but know, I tell you I'm what, tired. I tell you what, if next week is full of six episodes that are as good as what we got this week, it's going to be a pretty good watch. But I'm we'll get tired. to that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Gemma's tired. I'm I'm done what I'm running on because we both went back to work this week. You you just come off furlough this week, hadn't you?
1: No,
0: last week. Oh yeah, you were. It was last week, wasn't it? Why are you tired this week? Stuff off. Stuff off is why Gemma's tired. I'm tired because I was back at school I'm again. I'm allowed to
1: be tired. Oh, you are allowed to be tired, that's fine.
0: I'm like, ah, oh, this is the first week that I've had, like, proper, proper, proper being a teacher since March. And I have been in a lot since then, either teaching little groups of children or, or doing work in the summer holidays. But, yeah, I've been thrown been... back into it this week. Yeah. So I, I was, like, the walking dead on Wednesday, all throughout the day. I was like a zombie. From zombiesy as a curry reference for you. And now I'm just um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling a bit buzzing. Let's see how long it lasts. What?
1: what? Maybe Why I'm... did I empty the dishwasher fee then? When? Did you wash them to the dishwasher I've been doing today? it all week. Thank you very much. And you're Thank like, why are you tired? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to keep the house together.
0: Tell you why I'm also buzzing, because the bonus podcast for this week, which is also available right now, features an interview with Coronation Street superstar Charlie Lawson, a.k.a. Jim McDonald.
2: Hooray.
0: That, that is exactly right. Hooray. <laughs> We've got an interview with Charlie Lawson, which is amazing. I spoke to him about a week a week and a bit ago, actually, we had our chat. Um, and it's been available for patrons to listen to in, uh, since then. But now everybody can go and enjoy um, the the, the conversation had. It's about half an hour. It's lovely. He speaks about being Jim. He talks about Bev Callard. He talks about uh what he's been doing since. It's a great old chat. Very lovely chap. Go and check it out. Now I pass over to Gemma who has a quiz for me.
1: Yeah. This is stuff. I hope nobody's listening to this for the first time. They won't bother listening anymore. I'm just so tired. Right.
0: You, 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 you'll, you'll perk up later on, Gemma, oh, I'm sure of it. Right.
1: This Come on, stuff- put on
0: your radio personality. <laughs> Maybe I'm like this because I've been putting on a personality all week at school this week. So. Children, today we're going to learn about the bones in the body. That was what I was like today. So. Can you
1: do the quiz yourself?
0: I'm in teacher's mode. No. Give me the quiz.
1: Right. Stuff that happened between the 7th and the 11th of September and years ending... And a zero and a five. Sounds
0: exciting, Gemma.
1: You're making me feel like I'm going to die. I'm Go so on. tired.
0: Go on, I'll tone it down.
1: Coronationstreet.fandom.com is where I got this information.
0: A very reputable site.
1: 7th of September 2005. Why does Molly want to take revenge on Fizz by locking her in a pen with an Alsatian? And by pen, I don't mean writing pen. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't really know, but I'm going to guess it's sending some kind of um, revenge from when Fizz bullied her at school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I'm going to try hard. Give me a tally mark, Gemma, on that post-it note. There we go. (laughs) 7th of September 2015. Yeah. Simon is in trouble, so Amy arranges for him to hide out in number one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. She also charges him to bring him food. Do you remember where specifically he was hiding? I believe
0: he was hiding in a wardrobe. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Correct. 7th of September 2015, why does Tracy confess to Carla that she was responsible for the fire that ended up killing Maddie and Cal? Ooh, was, mm. I can't believe that was only five years ago. Was that
0: was, was this the clifftop scene? Was this when Carla was about to chuck herself over the edge and yes. Tracy's like, no, don't do it, it was me.
1: Cliffhanger.
0: I was an actual cliffhanger. <laughs> 8th of September
1: 1975. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ken picks up his estranged wife, Janet, during his job as a taxi driver. Name two other jobs that Ken has done. <laughs> I won't accept taxidermist.
0: Teacher. Yeah. Newspaper writer.
1: Yeah. Any others? You
0: can't um, think of any more? Uh, oh gosh, his dad had a million jobs, has not he? I know. He was an agony aunt in the newspaper once. Uh...
1: I don't think you can. I'm trying to
0: remember the lines from the Harry Hill song.
1: Every single separate job somebody does at a paper, otherwise, I've Um, got about a thousand.
0: Trolley pusher. Fresco's trolley pusher.
1: Yeah. You're not Uh, getting more points for this. No, I'm I'm
0: done. What else? He
1: was also an executive at a mail order warehouse and a community development officer. Uh, As well as a a a teacher and an editor. Yeah. So he's done all of anything that's important like editing or teaching he's mm. done it yeah yeah mm. yeah so does that mean that we could both be executives? we're just following in
0: his footsteps
1: could we be executives at a mail order warehouse <laughs> or community? <laughs> oh, so i got
0: i got my eyes set on me to try and push it to be fair
1: i think i could be a community development officer because don't you just go you, we need a new playground
0: gentrification darling
1: no no that's bad Eighth of September That's
0: why I'm not one.
1: Nineteen eighty. Emily and her fiance have their hen and stag dues, but what who is the future husband?
0: Arnold Swain.
1: Yeah, have I missed I oh, know I have another.
0: This is good, I got six for six so far.
1: You're not gonna get the next one. No. 9th of september nineteen eighty five. Miss Weatherfield is due to open the corner shop for Alf's grand reopening. However, she is ill. What are you so confused for? No, it's d- not d- the beginning I've not heard of, the of question. This. Oh, forgotten no, it. However, she's ill, so bet opens it instead, because she was a past Miss Weatherfield, but what year? <laughs> That's
0: a silly <laughs> question.
1: You're a silly question.
0: She was a past Miss Weatherfield, but she was never a Miss Weatherfield while well, she was in the show, Correct. was she? Correct.
1: Good, good clue.
0: Um, so I'm going to say 19, yeah. 60, no. 70,
1: no. 50, yeah. 7. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> did I give that to you.
0: Give it, give you. I'll have a half mark for that because yes. I did a bit of clues. There's some good guessing there. for oh, <laughs> that.
1: I wonder how old she would have been.
0: Oh, I don't I know.
1: She'd be a bit young, really.
0: <laughs> I don't want to think was about Miss that. Miss
1: Weatherfield like Bobby socks and <laughs>
0: she pit was a little tails. Miss Weatherfield.
1: Right, 9th of September 2010. Molly and Tyrone announced that baby's name. What is it? And who are they named after?
0: Jack after Jack Dutworth.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Go on, you've been doing well You're Keeping up that, uh-huh. that energy
1: 10th of September, 2010 When Ardy has an injury to his head can't You he definitely can't tell now, can you?
0: He? No, he's covered in he's, luscious locks
1: Well, he's also completely Intelligent and normal Oh yeah um, Ardy has an injury to his head, both he and Asha Are taken away into care While Sunita and Dev are investigated But which? who is the real culprit Who tearfully confesses
0: Oh what was the date? It's two ten. Mm-hmm. Amy. Nope. Oh. Who was it uh do I get a second guess?
1: Yeah, but I'm not gonna score you for it. Liam
0: Connor. No. Do I
1: get it, a third guess? Well, who? <laughs> I don't know. Simon. Oh gosh. I'm uh, I thought that was quite funny because this is the <laughs> second time in in five years that that simon's in trouble for something mm. in september
0: oh yes, yeah, it's time you so know, look out that, for that back to school it rolls you up liam connor was only about one at that point is that it
1: do you mean liam connor connor
0: junior Michael. Yeah, yeah. no it's
1: not it okay 11th of september 2000 following mike's wedding why does mike tell his son mark that he'll never speak to him again because
0: he found out that he'd been having it off with his wife linda,
1: linda. mike's wife
0: linda that is
1: there you go that's, that's good, that's good.
0: well done watch. Michael I got eight five is and it nine nine or eight and a half I only got I only got one completely wrong that's the most important you thing. only got
1: one completely
2: wrong that's
0: pretty good I'll, I'll take that right on to Gemma's pink book and I did make sure that before we started recording this she had the questions ready to go so she wasn't thumbing them around shut for up. ten seconds so. shut up Hit me with them.
1: This is from Coronation Street Official Magazine, 150 Questions and Answers booklet. This is free. the
0: penultimate week, everybody, on this. If you're just saying shut up and get to street talk and or birthdays, I don't know what you look forward to more. This is the second to last time. Everybody we'll do it.
1: loves the birthdays the most. Right. Who gave Gail away when she married Brian in 1979?
0: Oh, we just watched this. Who gave Gail away? Oh, I didn't remember that. Gosh, I really don't remember Alf.
1: No, Mike. Why? What I nickname didn't... did Myra Booth give her husband?
0: Um, I don't even know. Any guesses? Um, Jezza. Jezza.
1: Jezza. Jerry. Jezza. I was looking for pudding. Mm. Who returned to the street for Val's funeral and Emily's wedding?
0: Oh my gosh. Um, it's
1: very ambitious.
0: Val's funeral. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, it could possibly be Beatty Tatlock.
1: Oh, good, good guess. No, Esther Hayes, oh, everyone's gosh. favourite. Did Leonard Swindley ever live in Coronation Street?
0: Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance. No. Correct. Yeah. <laughs>
1: How much money did Deirdre lend to Phil Jennings? These, these stupid, definitely
0: get harder really, as the book really goes obscure on. Really,
1: questions. You think I've got... I asked you questions.
0: This is like... This is early 90s. What would have been a... £30. 200 quid. Oh.
1: Who worked as a rep for Charm Cosmetics?
0: Um, Steph Barnes.
1: What? Think about it. No, she worked was behind the perfume a counter. There was ne- no, rep.
0: A rep? A rep? Derek?
1: No. Norris? No. That's before Norris. No. What, for Charm Cosmetics? I don't know. Would you Men buy can... makeup off Norris? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Not even in the, in the 90s when he had or a... Derek. Oh, go on then, who? Hey.
1: Come on, Elsie. Elsie. See, I was nearly going to ask you a question about that, because she. I'm this is she around
0: didn't.
1: the time of year that she had to start working for Charm Cosmetics because Alan Howard... Her husband was um, bankrupt, remember? Yeah. No, you don't remember. <sighs> Who gave Eddie a black eye on his stag night?
0: Oh my gosh, we just watched this. Who gave Eddie a black eye on his stag night? Who made
1: Eddie freeze on the floor yeah. in the credit sequence?
0: Stan. No. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Funny. Was it? We literally just watched this a week or two I don't ago. think Stan was in any. Stan was in the condition. scene because Stan had told somebody that Marion was pregnant, and then I guess that whoever that someone was reveals it to everybody, and then Eddie gets into an argument and he punches him. Oh, I don't know. Who? Fred G. Fred G.
1: Fred G. Oh
0: my gosh. I should have got that one.
1: Did Martha Longhurst live? <laughs>
0: Weatherfield. <laughs> Tile Street.
1: No, Maudsley Street. Idiot. <laughs> what was... Oh. How about this one? What was the initials of Victor's recycling plant? What the hell is that kind of... Who's Victor? Victor
0: Pendlebury.
1: I don't even know. Victor Pendlebury.
0: We've seen the Governor episodes yeah. of him. He's this like that. Oh, V.
1: No. <laughs> P. Yeah.
0: Oh I don't know.
1: Give me another letter. Z. <laughs> it was P P P.
0: Oh yeah, pencil be paper products it stood for.
1: You're such a nerd. Do I get a point? Why for would that? anybody know that? Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> right. Final question. Oh gosh, my shame. Are you ready? Yes. Which baby was kidnapped by Joan Acres? <laughs>
0: like, Joan Acres. You right. just
1: slapped your forehead so audibly then.
0: Joan Akers.
1: Yeah. I don't even remember. Tracy
0: who's... Langton. No. Christopher
1: Hewitt.
0: Yes. There we go. Doesn't Please give count. me a point for Christopher Doesn't Hewitt.
1: You <laughs> know, I don't bother scoring you on this. It's embarrassing to God. both of us.
0: Oh, forgetting of the book. When we first died, there's all those many, many see if moons you can ago. Like, the first
1: is... question. Right, right. Who was Gail Platt's firstborn child?
0: Next Hills, like I put them away. <laughs> <laughs> them away.
1: Which brewery's beer is sold at the road? No, no, See, look how it's easy really it was at the beginning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> right. colour is this quiz book?
1: <laughs> what <sighs> podcast are, you, what are Gemma, you recording? Who has
0: got a birthday coming up in the next seven days, please?
1: Right, twelfth of September, producer Steve Frost. Thirteenth of September, director Ian mm, Allen Bromley. Also that day, Eric Potts, who played Diggory Compton. 14th of September, Frank Pemberton, who's Frank Barlow, and Amanda Barry who's Alma Halliwell, and director Bob Hurd. 15th of September, Vicky Entwistle, who's Janice Battersby, and Ashley Middleton, who's Sophie Webster I. And then on the 17th of September, you've got Reginald Marsh, who is Dave Smith, Sherry Hewson, who is Maureen Webster, Charles Lawson. Ah, oh, Charlie Nelson's he birthday plays Jim week. McDonald, and Catherine Tilsley he plays Eva Price. That is a
0: good week for Corrie that birthdays.
1: That's a good week for Corrie birthdays. Tell you what,
0: Gemma, what? A, by the time this podcast comes out, this time next week, it's going to be another quite special birthday yeah. for another quite special person on the Coronation <laughs> Street cast. But maybe we'll leave that we'll until have
1: to wait. next
0: week to say yeah. happy birthday properly to that particular
1: person. Ooh. <laughs> right. Hang on, hang on. I was going to say something we had so we had the the um Charlie Lawson interview we did and also the Liz McDonald tribute
0: we did it was a very where, McDonaldish week this week
1: but also since i came back from camping i've been watching the world's toughest race eco challenge fiji which is on yeah, like amazon prime you have you've been obsessed prime. with that it's 10 episodes long what short of it and um basically it involves teams of four people who have to navigate their way across fiji like doing various uh, extreme sports like paddle boarding and sailing and building their own rafts and climbing up waterfalls and mountain biking and, like, hiking and navigating and very intense, mm-hmm. like, over... it, The most you're allowed to take is 11 days mm. to do this. So some some teams, like, do it in, like, half the time, but they just don't sleep the whole way round. It's crazy. Yeah. But because these two things were going around in my mind... I had a dream this week. Oh, yeah, you told me. That, that the, the McDonald's were taking part. And um, Liz. it was Liz, Jim, Steve and Andy. And the, the major part of the dream was Liz McDonald making a camp. Like setting up a fire, trying to cook food for everybody, and Jim was buggering off doing something else and of his own accord, and the, and the two boys were just messing around, not paying attention. How, how old
0: were Steve and Andy in this? I uh, were, we, were we nineteen?
1: Yeah, early nineties. Like, this was from so. the nineties, and I never even watched watched the, <laughs> them in that. So I just thought that was really funny, like that how. How my brain, mo- I don't think they'd finish the Which race, to be Coronation
0: honest. Street character do you think would be best suited to go on um, this adventuring show? Oh, it'd be really Fiji. fun to
1: imagine who your ultimate team would be.
0: Hmm. Or maybe we can have that as a discussion some other <laughs> I would, I assume, put Paddy McGuinness's character.
1: Yeah, Paddy McGuinness. That's
0: what his job was.
1: Um, I think also perhaps Craig and Imran, as they were so good at running. Oh, yeah. And also in real life, Craig didn't did
0: love it, no? The...
1: Didn't. um... Uh, what's his
0: face?
1: <laughs> Colson Smith.
0: Oh yeah, he did, he did his comic relief rowing, didn't he? Also, I might put Sally Denver on because she went up that mountain, didn't she? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. we've got our team then. Well, That's anyone. fine. That's it now. That's it. That's it. It's on to Street Talk. Let's do it.
0: Well, 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 Street Talk time. Ooh, Curry's back. Curry is back, everybody. It's Curry? been a bit.
3: Curry. <laughs>
0: Shut up, Corey? has been naff for the past three or four weeks, and I told you, I told you that you don't need to worry about it because it's going to be back on fine form before long. Why did long, you waggle your week...
1: finger in my face? Like,
0: because I'm back in teacher mode. Oh yeah. <laughs> I said it'd be back in it. as It was fantastic this week. I very, very, very much enjoyed coronation You're street this week.
1: Rubbing your hands together. Like, oh, insane. I rub it with glee. Yeah. Was
0: it five out of five week?
1: No. Wait and find out. Oh, oh. No, wait,
0: wait. <laughs> I'm not giving it a five, I'm not giving it a five, definitely I'm not. not. It a two. But you know, it was a good week. It is not going to be in the twos this week, so don't worry. Ooh, who do I give as my character the of the terrible week? Twos. Can we really? Hmm. Okay, what? so... What? Character of the week? Well, there might... Mm, there might be a...
1: I'm confused.
0: We'll find out when we get there, but I'm going to be torn Are with you, this.
1: Have you eaten something?
0: No, no, I'm, yeah. still, I'm still buzzing. Okay. I'm picking up the slack for you. So we are going to start with Yaz Fighting, which took some very great turns this week. And definitely, even I mean, I, you know I try and avoid spoilers, but sometimes I see them. But the way that this story went this week, I did not foresee coming Especially not this week anyway. So I was watching, you know, on Monday and Wednesday's (laughs) episodes with with the heart of my mouth. It was fantastic. Um, And then in a title that has shamelessly been stolen from ITV Corey's Twitter this week, the whole shebang. (laughs) Which is another surprise for you because you had no idea the sinkhole was happening, did you?
1: No.
0: I knew it was happening, but I'm really, really glad that you didn't find that out. Because literally about five to ten seconds before you said, are they going to have a sinkhole? And they (laughs) did. Stupid. Um, We are then going to... Serious storyline, Gemma. Serious case of the Ollie Wobbles. Things are not looking good for Oliver Platt. How dare they put this in this week
1: when we're having such hilarious fun. I know,
0: I know. But, you know, look on the bright side. Maybe Nick's got a replacement, son. Just waiting in the wings.
1: Yeah.
0: Devstitute, which had the (laughs) comedy scene of the week, I have to say. (laughs) The the scene that I laughed. (laughs) I've never laughed for a very long time at a scene, particular scene, get to that when we come to it, in in Coronation Street for a long time. Well done, Dev Storyline. And then for some reason we had a few throwaway Tincognito and Todd Squad bits. Although the Todd Squad did have an interesting twist, which I was almost (laughs) going to reveal on last week's podcast, but I honestly thought it was a rumour. Now it feels like it's fact. So,
1: wow! What an intriguing introduction to this week's Coronation Street. I
0: know if you listen to this and you haven't watched Coronation Street yet, well, first I, of all, I heartily, what are you doing? I heartily recommend that you go and watch it first. No,
1: don't because I don't want to spoil to the
0: surprises for you. No,
1: listen to us. You don't need to watch Coronation Street anymore. We'll do it for we'll you, throw in and we'll some let fake you know what you think of it.
0: <laughs> Yaz, fighting! I'm doing this one. Yes. So. Tim and Say have had a bit of a bust up, as you know, over the whole Jeff thing. And he's been sleeping on the sofa over the weekend or whatever it's supposed to be in Weatherfield. And he's looking at his old photos. What it's
1: supposed to be in Weatherfield. You
0: know, you never know what day it is that I have weekends. Oh, I thought you were like, I
1: don't know what they call sofas in Weatherfield. (laughs) Couches, I don't know. He's looking at the photos, which
0: reminded me a little bit about that Michael Rodwell scene when he was like, My whole childhood was a lie. A lie. Anyway, he and Sally start bickering and they talk about the wedding being cancelled. It, it looks like at this point it's off. Although by the end of the week, maybe it's back old. on again. But I don't know where they're going to find the cash. Can for you it. still
1: have weddings?
0: Yes, you can have whatever you want. Can to you? Well, Gary and Maria did. Sally no, and Tim no, can show you their wings off.
1: No, For Monday, it's six people.
0: No, no, it's different. That doesn't count for weddings.
1: That's rubbish. It not count
0: for weddings, do not count for schools, it not count for No, <laughs> it us. doesn't All count for stuff. any
1: economic activity.
0: <laughs> no, basically. So, Jeff goes to uh, find Tim, who's in... The
1: government, to stop people getting confused, the government should just come out and go, if we can tax you doing it, you can have as many people as you want. But if it's just you, you're only allowed six. And everyone would get it then, wouldn't they? They'd understand. (laughs) It's not not difficult to understand.
0: Jeff goes and finds Tim, who's having a bit of a, a sad time in Victoria Gardens, and he says, he, and I'm glad that he... Didn't go completely back to Jeff's side. He's telling Jeff, "Look, I'm starting to think Sally's right. Things don't add up about me childhood." He says he talks about his baby photos. None of them had pictures of his mum in. None of them had pictures of Tessa. And Jeff says, "Well, you know, Teff had a bit of a thing about not wanting to be in photographs. She put on a bit of weight when she had the baby, and she was a bit." It's totally and...
1: sympathise.
0: I know. I was thinking about you during this. Do you
1: know what Victorian mothers used to do to appear in photos? They used to drape black cloths over themselves. So quite often you see... Over their heads? It. Yes.
0: Not like, a, like a parrot in a cage yeah. you want to put to sleep?
1: Quite often you'll... Well, not quite often, but if you look at some pictures of Victorian children, there will be a very conspicuous human figure sitting underneath a big black sheet with a baby on their lap.
0: Interesting. Tess
1: could have done that.
0: Also also a feature of Nina's family photo album, I assume. <laughs>
1: Nina would love that. <laughs> Nina's probably got a whole book of pictures of I like bet.
0: that. Actually, it's like... You remember know, those photos and the others? Yeah, well yeah, that, they, um, well, yeah that's Kidman another film. famous thing like, that they used to dead do. People.
1: Yeah, and you can always tell the dead person in a picture because it took so long to take a photograph back in the day
3: yeah. that
1: the people who weren't dead were a bit blurry. And the only one that was, the only ones that were perfectly still were the dead people. Oh. So all the pictures of the corpses are crisp and clear and everyone else is below like they're the ghosts oh my gosh
0: we're only on the second scene at the moment we're already talking politics and victorian photography technique <laughs> um yeah so tess didn't want to be in photos according to jeff obviously we know it's because it was philippa that took the photos um or no philippa well, wasn't or philippa wasn't be. there or oh, Whatever, who just took just the blah, photos blah, blah, blah. No, doesn't, doesn't matter it doesn't wasn't matter. tess yeah, jeff jeff Sort of again playing the sympathy card, isn't he? He's like, I wasn't a bad dad, was I? Think about all the magic tricks that I used to play on, play with you, and we used to do fun stuff together. I always tell you the truth, Tim. It's all lies, their lies, not mine. Please don't turn against me, too.
1: Remember when you were little and you said you didn't want to learn to read, and I said, "Fine, I won't make you," because I'm a good dad. I
0: uh, didn't make you go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he's trying to work his magic on Tim, but it's not working. Thank goodness, um, Sally.
1: Oh, she does a bit of She
0: does a bit of a plan, doesn't she? She wants to go to number six uh, to grab Jeff's yacht... Laptop, Laptop <laughs> because she found out last week about the security camera. Well, no, she's cameras. trying to
1: yeah, she's trying to work out what what's going on with these security cameras.
0: Yeah. So she tells she pretends that Yasmin wants a copy of Jane Eyre because I haven't got any in the prison library. library. This is what she's telling Faye to try and get the key off her so that she can let herself in. So she goes in to do a bit of sneaky sneaking at number six, grabs the laptop, not the charging cable. I you know oh that I noticed God, that Sarah. straight away. You know what I'm like with laptop charging cables. It's my thing. And when she walked out of that house, or the she you going to walk out of the house, I was like, Sally Metcalf Webster, if you turn on that laptop and it's just got 5% charge left, what you've you only do? got yourself to blame. It was probably sitting there right next to it. But no, nobody in Weatherfield thinks they needs a laptop charger to do their laptop in. Well, you'd have egg on your face, didn't you, say? So you're lucky that he had it fully charged up before you went and then stole it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway... She's trying to get out the house, but oh no, Jeff comes in.
1: But, what are oh yes, you doing?
0: He goes upstairs, he goes to splash the pirate or something. I don't think as, he does in the end, because he
1: doesn't go up there for very long. Well, I don't
0: know because. She
1: seemed to be fannying around she, for ages. She just
0: remembered making herself a cup of tea, maybe. I know. Going through the jaws, trying to find some nice bits of cutlery to acquire. I don't know. <laughs> she, at one point, she tries to sneak out the orangery. Uh, and then she would. Then so she turns back because Earth? they didn't have that set set up in Studio yeah. One, so she has to go back through the house. And yeah, Jeff comes back uh, downstairs. Yeah, I, I guess he didn't go to the toilet, or maybe he just went to. No. Maybe
1: he went to go to the toilet, but he was shy. And he was like, I can sense someone's in the house. <laughs> yeah. I can't we when
0: anyone's in the house? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, whatever the reason, he so he coincidentally it. comes downstairs just as it's she's trying to make her escape. That he comes
1: downstairs. Oh, to well, the you know,
0: everybody house. always walks in on people doing things. What happens Sadly to be walking nearby or, you know, standing next to a room when you're. Ex girlfriend of 10 years reveals about a 10 year old child, you know, they're always there. It thing. could have been in a whole hospital. Anyway, that's another story. Jeff says, Or you, what are you did in my house. So Sally tries to spin this Jane Eyre story, but he doesn't really believe her and is like, You open that bag right now. So then I didn't get this. And I know you said that it was supposed to be a bit of um, irony or whatever, but Sally whips out this Houdini book from I don't know where. Because did she come out I of her bag? I was making back? fun of did you. Did she just, like, you know, pull it out of her elbow? Was Is Jeff jealous of Sally's sleight of hand? He should have been, how, how did you do that? That was maybe, upstairs on a second ago.
1: Maybe Jeff's the one that played the trick on Sally and she found Jana. And when she took the book out, he swapped it with Houdini.
0: Yes, you're absolutely right. And that's why right. she
1: looks surprised as
0: well. <laughs> I, literally, I don't know... And I don't I think don't, it really matters I was making fun why of you and how Sally has this Houdini book. Because she spent
1: ages for, fast forwarding and rewinding I to did. try to work out where she got this Houdini book from. And I made a, a post on Twitter saying you didn't get the ir- irony here of the fact that it appeared out of nowhere. But I don't think you're supposed to be that bothered about where she got it from. You're just supposed to assume that she found it at the point was where it you was in weren't the kitchen. Was
0: her? he there reading it while he was making his cornflakes this morning? I did Jeff, no, I bet he has like. Grape nuts, doesn't oh, they? Oh God, yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, or what's no? I can't think eight. of anything worse than that. Oh, you,
1: overnight, you like
0: overnight oats, do
1: you? What What am I supposed to be thinking of? Things that he gross could breakfast
0: eat. cereals that Jeff would eat.
1: Mm, herring. Oh,
0: oh, all bran.
1: Hmm. I, I just hate all cereals, So nothing you're saying is any different. Cereals are lovely, grapes.
0: but they do have their downsides. Um. Or grape any, nuts. Yes, I say grape nuts. Yeah. That's what, well, that's what we had. You know we, listen what, listeners, everybody, when we went... i was like, You know, my great auntie Belle died this year and we went round our house to clear it out. Oh, yeah. In the larder, in the kitchen, there was, like, packets and packets of grape nuts there. That is proper old person it's food right there. It's difficult to tell, right? If you don't know what grape nuts are, then they're you're horrible. lucky. They're neither grapey nor nutty. American, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, they might be right. It's
1: difficult to know. When somebody has a vast quantity of, of a particular food, is it because they love it or is it because they hate it? Like, oh, yeah, and they thought yeah. they'd like it, so they bought. Oh, this was on offer. And what?
0: Ten for the price of two.
1: How come nobody wants to buy these grape nuts? I'll just get them because they're such a bargain.
0: We had a packet of grape nuts yeah, on did. the top of our kitchen thing. Because I, I was in a
1: diet plan, I got one. Oh yeah, it was. And it's, I was like, "Ooh, grape nuts sounds really nice." I bet they are like nice and crispy and sweet. No, yeah. what are they? They no. taste like no. They're just hamster like... pellets that have been pooed out.
0: They're gravel, aren't they? Basically, yeah.
1: gravel nuts.
0: Anyway. What are we talking about?
1: Splashing Sally fire. is
0: having a very important, serious conversation/confrontation yeah, with Jeff. She says, "I couldn't find the uh, the Jane Eyre book that I wanted, but I found this Houdini book and instead." I and he's she like, "Oi, this. that's mine!" She's trying to make her escape or something. Uh uh-huh. huh. He, he won't let her go, and Sally stands her ground defiantly. But then when. Jeff kind of comes at her to get the book off her and she jumps. She's clearly spooked by him. She's, she's stood her ground for so long in this story, hasn't she? But yeah. she, at that well, moment, fears.
1: He could still mess her up.
0: He totally could. I mean, what's happened to Elaine at the moment? I know moment? that she still been not prison, know.
1: but she, all she did was teach people yoga.
0: Yeah, she but know how she, how you she might have learned a few shankin' tricks. If she can produce a Houdini book from out of thin air, then well, you never know. A toothbrush with a sharpened end, she'd probably got them stashed in her socks or something. Can't
1: you kill someone with a book? do you shove it in their nose you give them a
0: really nasty paper you whack cut. them in
1: the nose with it and then the, the shards of bone go in their brain and they die
0: oh, if only correlation she had an after hours edition if
1: only they had me on the writing team I'd say listen can we can we end the story here with Sally just would be murdering Jeff with a book about Houdini what would
0: be good is if you could have like two <laughs> versions of the same episode where roughly the same stuff happens but one's shown at half past seven and the other one shown at nine o'clock or half past nine and out. that one is the fully unscathed Censored version <laughs> where they have the characters saying what they want to say. There's no flippings for Steve McDonald. Oh everyone... Can you imagine? I'd love that. That'd be quite fun for them to do. That's an idea for Coronation Street it. for the 60th anniversary. Anyway, Sally says he's threatening, threatening me, and he says, "Yes, I am."
1: Oh no! And, and that's the cliffhanger. That is the cliffhanger Monday's on the episode. Monday's episode.
0: You're like, oh, that was. Good.
1: Oh, is he going to murder her? Wednesday,
0: even better. Sally escapes. Um, doesn't take her too long. She kind of throws the. Well, book I mean, the
1: thing is, it. she's like, uh, we're like magnets now, opposite ends of magnets. If I move forward, you are legally obliged, thanks to help the health and safety working conditions of Coronation Street and ITV, to take one step backwards. That's true. You can't stop me from escaping. She uses her
0: powers of social distancing. Powers of
1: social repellentness.
0: Yes, Um, she 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 runs outside, and Tim happens to be there. She's like, "Help, help!" I'm being threatened. Your dad's after me, and Jeff's like. Oh sorry Ooh. I thought not in true I didn't know <laughs> oh, it was... he he says this to Sally before she goes doesn't he he's like wow well, what are you going to say i'm just going to say that i came down and there was somebody there and i yeah i attacked them and i didn't realize who it was he's like Ew. oh he's an horrible old man and
1: um i like the fact that he knows what his alibi is going to be and he's so confident that he even tells sally what he's going to say as a lie yeah and he knows really the way how how brainwashed Tim is he really is in no danger of him not being believed at the moment. Yeah,
0: but Tim had been telling yeah, him previous episode, mere hours before. I'm just starting to
1: say, though. How, how thing is? He's got every reason to be confident that this would work because of how many years he's manipulated everybody. Mm. Not just yeah. Him. He's got a good
0: track record, yeah. hasn't he? So anyway, Tim whisks Sally inside where, he, where she tells him exactly what happened. He, he really doesn't see? believe her. Yeah, Yeah, see? you're right, she doesn't, he doesn't, does he? And that's when she pulls out his uh, Jeff's laptop uh, and she's like, oh, I'm fine, now we're going to find something. We're going to find camera footage, we're going to find threatening emails to Elaine... Um, now, if only we could guess what Jeff's password um, is. We've got
1: to do it in the three eternal, attempts.
0: Yeah, I know. The eternal soap problem. If you're going to guess someone's password, you're not going to get it on the first time. You're not going to get it on the second time, but third time's a charm. So, big question is, what should we put the first and the second time?
1: It doesn't matter for the I, first and the second
0: time, because it won't be that. Exactly. It doesn't matter. I can't remember what she actually does put for the first time, but the second time she tries the great Magnifico, which makes sense. But no, Tim says... What about the Great Magnifico 2? It works, imagine, they're imagine. in. I, I mean, it's not quite so bad as the um, Rick Nealon Weatherfield County date that it was oh set God, up for yeah. football team. And that's what his password is to get into a safe full of cash. But I don't know, it seems pretty bad. Jeff needs to have lessons on secure passwords, especially if you're hiding criminal stuff in Honestly, there.
1: Honestly, if I was going to try and guess what, what Jeff's password is, it would be variations of Jeff is the best. <laughs> like Jeff is the best, one. Jeff is the best, 99. Jeff is the best, 111.
0: Yeah, do you think that Jeff actually forgot it one time and they he had to reset his password? Probably. Like, oh yeah, it was. It was a great Magnifico. It's going to fit great Magnifico too. See, uh, you see, can't what, have
1: the same password see what that you I don't get have. about this
0: is when Yasmin was looking over Jeff's shoulder that one time to see him put in his password, and when she saw that he put in "Great Magnifico," she didn't go, oh, "Jeff, let me tell you about internet security and e safety." <laughs> <laughs> was that maybe he's changed it since then? I don't know, but it was a bit silly. But I think we're used to that. Watching it Coronation doesn't matter. Street. See,
1: I, w- I want them to do a joke where they get in on the second attempt because it'd be quite funny, and then somebody <laughs> says, "Oh, oh." I didn't. It I was thought just we'd password. have to have three. Password one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd have to have three attempts.
0: Anyway, they can't find anything. She, she's gone through it. She's gone through uh, emails. She's gone through camera footage. And it's all he, he's deleted all evidence. Or has he? Well,
1: they need a hacker.
0: They, they, yeah, an elite hacker, Faye, because she's a kid. She knows I all know about how things like this. Like she's got an ICT GCSE or something. I'll tell you what. She's got an idea.
1: Sally and Tim are the sort of people who that. Fantastic scene in the IT crowd where um, they give Jen the internet that would totally work on <laughs> Tim and Sally, wouldn't
0: it? I think the box you're right. The
1: flashing light on the top and I it's think the you're internet. Right. You've um, got to be careful.
0: Yeah. So Faye. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile. Everybody. Oh, this is a good scene. This is a good scene. Jeff comes home
1: yeah.
0: and he, no, no, he's at home, is not he? He's reading he's the like, newspaper and he's what? like, Oh, what should I do? Oh, it's I time know. to
1: email one of my prostitutes.
0: <laughs> I thought he was going to just think worse than that. Like, <laughs> so he turns to page three of the newspaper and goes, Oh, yeah, they oh, don't do that anymore. It's
3: not
2: like internet. the internet.
0: <laughs> anyway, whatever, whatever reason Jeff may have for going online, he goes over to his little <laughs> understairs nook it's gone.
1: It's not there anymore. The look on
0: his face. Oh, no. When it sinks into him. Really what he had so many great reactions yeah, on Wednesdays was, when yeah. he realises it's all unravelling, brilliant stuff. He's just, is like, frozen. Yeah, so meanwhile, next door, Faye has reinstalled the camera app, but there's no footage. What do you know? Uh, and
1: no, wh- I thought that was quite clever. What? She's like, oh, I've reinstalled the camera app to see if there's any footage, because he uninstalled it. I thought... Oh, I didn't even think they'd think I wouldn't have thought of that. That's quite good, but there's no footage.
0: I wouldn't have thought that if you reinstalled the application that it would make
1: no. Footage I know, but appear. at least she
0: tried. At least she, she's only eighteen, bless her. So they do everything on what iPads the hell are you these days. About? The fact that she knows how to work a PC is good enough. So Sally says the fact well,
1: that she called it an app, though. I know, I know. It's not an app; it's a program.
0: Wait, maybe he's got. Um, I don't know. Are there any ones that have an app? I don't know. No, but it's an app. Yeah, an app it's is a- an application, isn't it?
1: But it's it's generally, okay, I'm telling you, the terminology for phones is apps and on computers. It is a a program. it's
0: an executable file.
1: (laughs) Faye, you idiot. Yes,
0: (laughs) Faye. Anyway, Sally says, what about his photos folder? Oh, Sally. I thought that they might have thought to look in that before, because... She could have thought maybe there's photos of him being nasty to Yasmin. But never mind, I don't mind that. She, and, and Faye says, no, nah, that's just going to be stuff... It, it, it's a photo where his phone uploads stuff to the cloud, then it gets automatically downloaded onto the laptop, isn't it? Yes, I it don't is. really
1: understand how any of this works because I don't have this.
0: Technology. I think, no, I think it's easy to set up if you want it to, if you've got enough data or whatever. Anyway...
1: Anyway, what shut up. What
0: they find in here is that time when he threatened Jasmine and filmed her on the camera and everybody had forgotten about that, hadn't you? We hadn't forgotten about that, no, but yeah. I didn't expect it to come out this way. So I what really is
1: he? How?
0: That. So what? So, he filmed Jasmine. No, I
1: know that.
0: It was then just left on his phone. Yeah. His phone automatically uploaded it to the cloud. So why, why did autumn... Sally
1: find this earlier?
0: Why? Because she didn't look in the... Photos album earlier,
1: but it was her idea to look in the photos album. That's what it.
0: Well, she, she it, it really came to her later. But... Doesn't matter. That's the break at cliffhanger after the break. That they're all honestly, watching. The no, video. wait a
1: minute. It was, that doesn't make any sense. What? It doesn't make any sense because if you're looking for photos, if you're looking for video footage of somebody from a camera, you would look in the video and and photos.
0: Well, your videos folder is different from your camera's folder. Your your photos folder, and he might and he might even have a different photo. Uh, oh, i, I, guess it I think sense. it's fine i think it's fine they
1: found a video they, the video. they time, watch it that time when he was going you're a stupid idiot how do you like being filmed yeah and she says oh i only like it when i get awards <laughs> <laughs>
0: um it was yeah it was after the magic box episode wasn't it and he's yeah. he's been uh filmed jiggling it on the script on stage I know, tim uploads that to there... the internet and he's like i don't like being on screen how do you like being on screen yeah
1: I want to know: Was there a bet in the writing room to find out how many times they could make the actor say "Jiggle It, Jeff" in a non-comical
0: yeah. manner? I'm gonna miss laughing. "Jiggle It, Jeff" once. This is all over.
1: Because when they see it, um, I think it's Sally goes. This was right after "Jiggle It, Jeff."
3: Yes, yeah, I, does, I hope that I
1: hope that there were like people just watching today's uh, Wednesdays for the first time and with their family and having to look at their grandma and go grandma what is can you explain to me what is jiggle at <laughs> jeff
0: i i think you know if I, I don't want jeff to die after this story i've said that all along and i stand by it but if they do and he's in his coffin and he's going through the 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 heli gates no, what, no the, hell,
1: yes teeth <laughs> David if he's
0: gonna go and get his incineration done He needs to get his coffin stuck and they need to jiggle it to push him through, like they did with Fred Elliot. Was it Fred Elliot whose coffin was too fat to go through? I think so. I think the best thing would be
1: is at the end of it, we see Jeff has a funeral and the only person who attends is Tim and he walks out and discusses halfway through and then we see the vicar standing next to the grave and on the grave it just says, jiggle it, Jeff. With, with
0: the oh gosh, yes, that would be brilliant. <laughs> wouldn't it? That would be good. That would be good. Although lowering the coffin down into the ground as well, it could be a little. The hole could be a little bit too small, and the vicar just has just jiggle it or something. But yeah, that would be good. That would be acceptable if he died, but I still don't think he should die yet. No, I don't think he should die. But I mean, he's he's. I mean, no,
1: he, He's what?
0: Even if he doesn't die now, he could die at some point in the future. Uh, he the might program. be immortal. We don't know. So I think Sally's going to be in it forever. There's anyway. no
1: proof either way yet.
0: Where were we?
1: Um, they the death. video.
0: Faye, Faye's there. She's she's the one that's in front of the the, the laptop, isn't she? They're all very nicely socially all really distanced, in the and kitchen. I just have to
1: point out: of all the things they could have found on an old man's laptop, his his wife has been in prison for a while. This was probably the least embarrassing thing. That's and true. They all that's look true. And they really were asking for trouble, <laughs> delving into his photo and video files. <laughs> um, God knows what else he's got on there.
0: Yeah, he's got it more more safely hidden. <laughs> um, he, yeah. So Faye's just like. The, oh, no. is, yeah she, she's all right she's like this is this is so cruel she said yeah. straight away she she doesn't falter does she she knows that that's wrong and sally says well, look it's obvious that Yasmeen was terrified tim's just standing there in shock i thought that joe team was great on wednesday's episode I, and monday's to be <laughs> fair i
1: if you're a tim fan this would have been vindication for you like
0: absolutely yes
1: finally hooray tim's yeah. in on it now
0: because because uh, lots of Lapsed Tim fans have ha, had been saying he's not as good as he used to be. What on earth are the writers doing for Tim? But this this was Tim's moment to shine on Wednesday, and he oh, it's awful for him because he's like, this is my fault. I'm the one that posted Jiggit Jeff on the internet. Sally's like, no, no, it's not your fault. You you, you weren't to know. Look at Faye what he's wants done. To give it to the police. She yeah, she wants to go and give it to the police. Tim sends Sally and Faye off so that he can let it get his head drowned it and let it all sink in or something. Um, which is a bit odd, but it obviously was just to set up the brilliant scene between Jeff and Tim later on when Jeff goes into the house and he's. We, we last saw Jeff like in shock, but now he's had to put his bravado back on and he marches in there and is like your wife took something off mine give it back and tim tells him about the video and then it dawns on jeff and again like when he realizes <laughs> not only has my laptop really been stolen but they Let's have found see. this video which he, he'd forgotten about there suddenly
1: yeah he, ha- he must have forgotten he, the
0: look on his face it's like oops oh bum
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he cleaned his tracks so well up to this point but uh, this video is yeah oh brilliant 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 tim says we saw it that man that bully that's you <laughs> jeff says he was he, he tries to say i was i was just angry after the trick went wrong i shouldn't have taken it out and you asked me and i said sorry afterwards she apologized straight away i bet she you she
1: apologized
0: i oh, sorry i apologized straight away and she forgave me and then he changes the story and and, he and then says, he tries
1: to like blame and then he tries to be like look Tim, you and Sally must have had very similar arguments to this, to be honest.
0: And that's when Tim had his moment of the week and he, he totally lays into Jeff, doesn't he? He goes, oh, I've never shoved a camera in my wife's face and recorded her Someone camera. Someone else does that. That was they paid for it. <laughs> that was really, really top Tim moment now. I love that. Top and, Tim. And then he starts remembering a few other clues that everyone's been trying to tell him about all this time, basically. He's like, oh, <laughs> there was that time that Jasmine that Jasmine flinched when Jeff a you the like, box incident.
1: Hang on, there's that time that Sally said that, that you locked her in a box. There's a the time that Sally said that she saw you burning her clothes. There's the time that Sally said that you were abusing her. Wait a minute, she might have been right all the time. My wife time. was
0: right all the time. Maybe she was right about the mayor thing too.
1: Jeff, I mean, Dad, there's one thing I'm never going to forgive you for, and that is giving my wife a reason to say, I told you so.
0: I know, but... Fair play to Sally, she didn't, did she? No, she she
1: didn't, but she could have done it. That's good enough for most people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he also remembers the time that um, Jeff burnt Yasmin's clothes. He remembers the red dress that she was wearing on the evening of the attack, and and, um, that she obviously wasn't comfortable in. You must have made her wear that. And Jeff was like, Why would I have made her wear that? Tim says, That's what abusers do. He says it. Well done, Tim.
1: He said the word.
0: All makes sense now, Tim says. It's all been lies, all the Elaine stuff. She's my mum. What did you do to her? My whole childhood's a lie. kind of holds that, waggles the, uh, jiggles the photo <laughs> book in his face. And Jeff's like, I love you, son. He's just like, totally pathetic. He's, he's the, cowering, the most like, oh, not a bad pathetic oh. he has ever been.
1: Great.
0: Um, well, okay. He's, he's, he's put on patheticness before to try and win Yasmin round, hadn't he? When, yeah,
1: yeah. But this, th- this a time, this old is Old hat.
0: But this is called kind to of like, genuine patheticness, like he is really feeling like he's lost at this point. He says, I'm not a bad man. Then the police come round, um, masked the police to ask to take Jeff down the station, and Tim says,
2: We're finished. Um
0: (laughs) not much happens on Friday, which was a shame because Mondays and Wednesdays episodes, thanks to this story, were absolutely fantastic and I really really wanted this more, to keep on going please. on Friday yes there was some good stuff with some other stuff with some other stories on Friday but this ground to a bit well, of a halt it, didn't wasn't it? A,
1: it wasn't a one hour long special so we could see Jeff crying I thought
0: it could have been though I, I thought I thought we we'd get stuff more to watch. Um, all we have on Friday is um, Sally's, Sally starts off the episode pretty, feeling pretty confident that Jeff's going to get what's coming to him. Tim's miserable about the whole situation and they wonder, well, what else could have Jeff done? What's happened to Elaine? Mm. So Tim, uh, yeah, he finds the address in the bin. Yeah. I didn't like, I, I think I said on the podcast last week, surely, surely they've emptied the bin in the cab the office is, by though, now. It's been say, like a month.
1: I have to say.
0: It wasn't even full. There's only three quarters.
1: Yeah, but so why would you empty it? If you don't I
0: don't believe that they've only... I don't believe that they've only used three quarters of a bin of waste paper. I do. I imagine that Tim spends most of his time just sitting on the seat with a a waste paper basket at the other end of the office and he's seeing how far back he can throw it in. Or it probably gets full of biscuit wrappers in there. Sorry, I don't believe that. I reckon they've
1: got a, a wet bin and a dry bin. The wet bin's where you put all the t- tea bags and banana skins and things. And I could probably get. They don't all have the time.
0: bananas at the cab office. Chocolate. <laughs> and city. I
1: reckon that the, pa- the, the paper bin probably doesn't get emptied that much because my paper bin doesn't.
0: Never mind. I, don't, I imagine don't.
1: There's a lot of call for writing on bits of paper.
0: Yeah, because they're on the phone saying you want a, you want a ride. Are they writing down? You want a ride to here? They
1: don't need to write it down?
0: I bet they do because they're not flipping computerized at streetcars. Michael, I don't believe it, but I will forgive it because there was a lot of other good stuff in the story this he week. Finds the address so anyway, in the he room. finds um, Elaine's address and then whizzes off. And at
1: off. this point, it's so old, it's basically like archaeology.
0: Yes, he whizzes off in the car, not before seeing Jeff, who has been released by the police, having told them that it was all a misunderstanding. Really, Tim, you'd be my friend again, please. Tim's like, no, it's not off, Dad. I'm going to go and get some answers from Elaine. But, but He doesn't find any.
1: He doesn't tell her that he's going to find answers no, he, from Elaine. No, he doesn't from Elaine. He doesn't quite find And, yeah. and just like oh, curses!
0: Curse um, so at the towards the end of the episode, Sally's telling Alia what happened, and I don't know why she didn't tell her before. Now it took her literally the whole day to tell Alia that she Could may have come. Alia? She may have come to the uh, you know got the clinching piece of evidence in her just grandma's on court the same case.
1: Side doesn't mean that Sally likes Alia she like, oh God, I have to bloody talk
0: to her. I know, I know, but I think she... Anyway, Tim has had time to go back to wherever it is that Elaine's from, I can't remember. Come back because she's not Bolton. at home. It looks like the post has piled up behind her door. She's dead. She's not been home for a long time. She's done a flit. Sally has to t- stop Tim going around next door to beat the truth out of Jeff. And then the the fly in the ointment at the end of the episode is that Alia says the footage might not actually stand up in court because Sally broke into Jeff's laptop to obtain it. And then she says, well, you know, maybe if Imran calls Elaine as a witness, she'll have to come out of the woodwork. And that's how we leave it. So I I was feeling a a tiny bit deflated, I have to say, with this storyline on Friday, just because it had been ramping up so nicely and there didn't seem to be very much payback from Obviously, Tim is completely on the side side And if he goes back to Jeff's side, he can't, can he? No, he's There's not. There's been going. so many times that I thought he's not going to, but then he does. So Jeff has got no allies now, um, but he's still roaming the street. And I wonder it if he's going to try and recruit feel, anyone or... The
1: trouble about this storyline now is it's starting to feel as though Jeff's reign of terror is being chipped away bit by bit. And eventually he's going to just have no, you know, no power over anybody. But that's not really narratively satisfying to watch happen.
0: What would you rather, then? Well, I
1: want a big confrontation and some kind of fiery kind of shouting and shocks and revelations and then something definitive that that sort of, Jeff can't get out of it, now he's in prison or he's being punished in some manner for Mm. what has happened. All, All that's happened with this story is that bit by bit by bit by death by a thousand cuts. Jeff has had his you know his power taken away from him and his allies removed one by one which you know like you say it's disappointing at the end of this week because even though we had this big powerful scene with Tim saying to Jeff, you know, you're I I don't, you know, you're mm. not my dad anymore or whatever. Still at the end of it, Jeff's come back going, yeah, the police don't care. And then saying, oh, yeah, we can't use this evidence.
0: I'd have really liked to have seen the scene at the police station with him talking
1: to Fringe McBangs about what's going on here. We've got to have a court case now. I guess that's where where the ending is going to come. That's where it's going to happen, But the thing is, though, my point, though, is... All that can happen at this court case is Jeff gets found to be an evil abuser, and we've already kind of seen that happen...
0: I, I, I still stand by the theory, and I and I I don't know I've no I don't know whether she's going to turn up next week or not. I still stand by the theory that um, Elaine is going to make a last yeah, minute spe- appearance that's the at the that court, really... like you know Kirsty did at Tyrone's case. And she's like, "It's me. I've been in hiding all this time because I was scared of him. But then I heard the court case was going, and oh, I thought I'd better show up because I'd kill. I'd not, hate but myself you if I didn't. See what I mean?
1: Didn't. It's just
0: not as. I know. I know. They've got to stick the landing. I really, really yeah, hope they really do, because this story has been plodding the last month or so, hasn't it? And and it kind of had to. We know that they had to change this story. We know they've had to push the end date of it backwards because of COVID. But it's not been working so well over the last couple of weeks. It's just felt like it's on rinse and repeat. But this week, it's like brilliant. And and I wonder whether what we saw this week, surely it must have it must have been going to have happened. I finally got my tense wrong there that this this phone evidence they didn't make this up because of covid i I wonder whether like if the court case had been when it was originally i think supposed to be back in you know may june or whenever it was supposed to be whether during the trial this evidence would have come up and then
1: i don't know i think it's also a bit weird i guess this is true but it does seem a bit weird that like I know the police can't just break into your house and take evidence and it's illegal, but I didn't think that other people like because what happens mm. if so what if a burglar broke into Jeff's house and stole the laptop and then found that evidence? They wouldn't be able to use it. So how how here's an example. Say Jeff was murdering the escorts, right? And yeah. he had murder videos on his laptop. And, and a burglar broke in and found these murder videos and took the police. Would the police go, sorry, you stole the laptop, so really you're the criminal here, not him. You have mm. to give it back.
0: Well, I trust him, Ron. That's all I'm saying. Well, I,
1: you know, I, I, I get that's probably the case because obviously there's a lot of gray areas in people stealing evidence. It just seems a bit odd that... I guess I'll just say it may not stand up in court, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. I it just suppose seems if, like everything- if you're a criminal and you get evidence, just... Uh, you just leave it out for somebody to find. If you if you worried that somebody might find it, just, yeah, so, just yeah, leave but, your door unlocked and maybe somebody might stroll in and find it, and then it's inadmissible.
1: That's true, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um any, and what if you oh, what on. if
1: somebody doesn't steal it but you said that they had stolen it? Can you get out of it then? Like, no, they stole my murder videos and they're like, No, you gave it to me down the pub. <laughs> yeah. You said Do you want to see something cool and I said yeah.
0: Um <laughs> well, what? what the, uh, f- oh, well, I,
1: I don't know. We've already, we've already um, firmly established in this podcast that we are truly ignorant when it comes to law and yes. and how things. Work. Um, please,
0: could our legal adviser listener no. write in and tell us? Long
1: may it continue. I don't want to know this stuff. Well, like, uh-huh. I want to be ignorant. I believe for what the they say. I believe
0: it. Um, Sometimes
1: knowing too much can be a burden on viewers of Coronation Street. Yes, as we know, definitely.
0: <laughs> so. Um, yeah, what what did you think, then, of the twist about how they found the video?
1: I thought it was a bit too convoluted, honestly. It was like, I, th- I expected it to be clunky, and it was. There's not really any...
0: I didn't mind it. I, 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 I think
1: the best way that anyone ever found evidence of something on Coronation Street was that time when... Um, a is it Aiden's TV was connected to his phone, and then his text messages came off on the screen. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> and and there's a funny thing that happened in in our house where if I ask, she who should not be lamed, who belongs to Amazon, who has ears everywhere, to remind me to do something at some point. She reminds everybody who's connected to it on the phone. So you get reminders on your phone
0: of stuff that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So that could be, that's a good. uh, There you go,
0: for the future. I didn't mind it. I thought the password thing was silly, but it's like, okay, they do that on Coronation Street. Also, can I just say, I I don't
1: think that most places don't have three and you're out. Not everyone's like that, some of them are different.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, look, we but said Sally got it on the third it's try, always but the third go. we Sally might have been trying a lot more. We didn't see a lot more, did we? We saw her typing in three, and it was a third one, and the, and the scene cut. So she might have been, she might have been trying loads, honestly. No, um, I
1: think it said three attempts. It
0: doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Why are we? It we, doesn't we matter. What on are the you the thing? No, I didn't. I didn't mind, and I quite liked, and was satisfied by the way that they found that video because. We hadn't forgotten it. I think probably a lot of um, non-obsessive Coronation Street viewers, let's call them, might have forgotten about the video, but we've been talking about it, haven't we? Maybe not for a long time. And I, when they went onto the laptop, when I saw preview pictures of Faye looking on the laptop, I yeah, assumed...
1: stop burping.
0: So, sorry. I assumed that they would like we I think we said last week that they're going to go in and find it in the recycle bin or something the yeah, that's the, what I the actual thought. footage of the attack maybe i'm just
1: annoyed that I didn't it's not think, in the recycle
0: bin <laughs> i didn't think they would find that other footage i kicked myself that that, uh, that they didn't but we saw that the footage was on the phone wasn't it but it, to me it makes perfect sense that he might have set something up to automatically sync so his phone uh, cam uh, uh, videos blah, 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 and files yeah. gone to his laptop i thought it was absolutely fine i i I thought that was a neat twist. Gemma, were really you cheering Tim on this week?
1: No. Admit it. No, I wasn't. What? Why? He was so good. No. Why? Because uh, I was like, what took you so long? And also that bit where he's like, oh, that's t- all those times when Sally told me that you were abusing her. You were. You were abusing her all the time. I can't believe it. It's all coming together now. All these clues. Like the time that Sally said that you were abusing Yasmin, and the other time that Sally said you were abusing Yasmeen. Those little clues, those little bits of breadcrumbs have led me to a startling discovery. The gingerbread house in the middle of the woods. It's, it's Jeff being abusive to his wife.
0: Oh... It's. It. He's been in a real tough situation. He's. He's been hearing all this about his dad, this person that brought him up, this person he's trusted all his life. Oh, you know, the well, one well. constant in his life. Although who knows where he was for the first five six years that Tim Let's was in the program. Um, I. I. I really enjoyed Isn't Tim it? this week, and I thought Joe put on a yeah. magnificent before.
1: I'm glad everybody who's a Tim fan got their moment of Tim doing something good and yeah I'm, I am just being I'm just joking it was great it was annoying because I knew that it, that it was Tim <laughs> I do find it a bit irritating that the character I liked the least was like the final linchpin in Jeff you know having him no
0: because no I'm no I'm just saying Alia had nothing to do with it that's what <laughs> I was happy with if Alia <laughs> so had found the, if Alia had found that footage I'd have been like Oh, why did it have to be her? But it wasn't. It was Faye, who again hasn't had a whole lot to do with the story. So some people might say, "Well, she comes in and saves the day." But it was it was the it was like the, a bit the trinity of, a effort, of Faye, Sally, and Tim finding it together. And I I want to like Tim again. I used to think Tim was great with Sally, but for the last few years, no. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah. was kind of. Maybe it's the beginning of me liking Tim again. I just want to again. point
1: out that when we were kids, hacking was way more fun than it is in Coronation Street. Do you remember watching Hackers? Did you ever watch that? No. Angelini, Angelina Jolie with their top off. Oh, I should watch it. PlayStation and having fun with techno music, running around, even though there's no reason that you should be running around when you're trying to hack into a computer, using telephones people doing cool stuff, text flying around on the screen. That's a very important part of hacking in the 90s. -hmm. And now we get to 2020 when everything in life that we cherish has been taken away from us. And finally, television has to admit that really hacking is just a teenage girl bashing away on a laptop while two middle-aged people look on with their arms folded going, I don't know (laughs) what you're doing. (laughs) And she didn't even use, like, she she used the mouse as well, which is a big no no. Hacking in the nineties was only ever done on keyboards. Yeah, yeah. You have to just attack the keyboard <laughs> furiously.
0: I've locked into the government.
1: And and, and uh, if you if you use Linux instead of Windows, that's, uh... um, I
0: think it's Linux.
1: I don't
0: know. <laughs> is that the one with the penguin logo?
1: I don't know either. Okay. I just I like hacking in the nineties was like Jurassic Park with um the girl scrolling through the animated, um. Menu system to get to turn the locks on
3: mm.
1: and hackers, yeah, and make the Matrix running around with with um with discs that Fl- you can floppy plug discs in your pocket, or like yeah. USB drives that you can stick in, and everyone's like, "What is it's that?" USB drives in
0: the nineties. Well, no, um, but you know what
1: I'm saying.
0: What else is that? I think so. Bad what times. so what, what next? Do you think we, this is this what story, I don't know?
1: This is what this I don't story know. Could
0: go on hiatus again, couldn't it? Because that's kind they, of my point.
1: This is what I'm saying to you.
0: They left it. At a, a
1: do you understand? Neat do you understand point? what I'm saying? Like the difference between a big crashing wave that comes, like roars onto the beach and sort of sweeps everything away, compared to like just twelve little tiny lap, 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 and then your footprints are gone. Mm. Like Jeff has Jeff has kind of fallen from grace, but it's been such a slow descent. Although it's been satisfying week on week, I'm starting to get worried that there's not much left. Jeff to lose, to for us to watch him suffer. Like what has he got yeah. to lose now? Because oh, he's lost everything. He's lost his standing. He's lost his son. Nobody believes him anymore. Not even Faye.
0: I wonder whether he might try and get like Brian back on his side again. I just
1: want to see. I just want to see a little win for Jeff to make me realise that he either cared. Because honestly, at this point in time, Jeff could just go, "Well, stuff you lot. I'm going." Because we didn't see hide nor hair of him until like five years ago or however long it was. He's built a life. Well, he built a life wherever away from Tim. There's no reason to think that he's going to be devastated that two years of his life has gone down the pan. Mm. It just goes somewhere else and do it to somebody else. He'll have
0: to be back for the trial. But what? No, yeah, I know but what you it's mean. Not,
1: but didn't we establish it's not a trial of him it, versus her? It's the Crown versus Yasmeen. He doesn't even have to turn up. He could just go, sod this, I'm going. Well, he has
0: to be a witness. Well, no, he doesn't. He'll get called, I would I
1: guess I guess he'd get in trouble if he didn't turn up. I don't know. I don't, that's what I'm saying. Mm. At this point, I if the worst whether, thing that can happen just... to him is, is that he gets contempt of court for not turning up as a witness, mm. the stakes aren't very high, are they?
0: Mm. I know, I know what you mean. Um, I wonder whether he will just do a runner, like you know, in the classic Coronation Street tradition of I'm going to disappear off screen for two months so that story can go on hiatus until we need it to up resume and hit again. You with a wrench.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I still... can imagine him disappearing, then doing the court case. He doesn't turn up as a witness. Eileen does instead, says, oh, he's a horrible man. And everyone goes, oh, he sounds dreadful. Let's let Yasmeen off. Put a warrant out for his arrest. He's obviously evil. And then we hear nothing. And then on Christmas Day, he breaks into Yasmeen's house and makes her eat Christmas pudding while he films her for his Instagram live. (laughs) And then he gets bonked on the head by Tim or something. And it's the end of him.
0: I I don't know. Because quite often
1: Coronation Street does this meticulously, like like, established plots and characters and all this stuff. And then it just ends in, this, in a very predictable way of, like, if you're a man villain, you get your leather gloves on and in you, your dark clothing and you sneak into someone's house at night and try to kill them.
0: I... I Mate, you might be right. But I, oh. I still think as well, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, is is Nicky going to have something to do is with Nikki? it? Nikki, Nicky the escort, oh. Nicky the prostitute. Is Can't it really a coincidence that we've got two stories that completely unrelated, that have both got escorts in, which you don't get in Coronation Street. I yes, think you do. They've they all
1: got escorts. I
0: think they might merge them somehow. Maybe oh. one of them knows Jeff or something. But what's
1: the pause so Who cares at this point now? What would Tim say? Oh, no. Turns out my dad was was actually banging the escorts after all. I don't no know. No one cares anymore about it. It's what I'm trying to say. The, no, there's nobody left on the street who's going to be shocked by literally anything that is revealed about Jeff. Mm. they found out everything there is to know about him and he is now left with no allies or friends and and still the story's continued and he hasn't been defeated so you know it's like it's like a story where the dragon gets his horde taken off him and somebody puts a fire extinguisher in his mouth but he's still sitting in the mountain
0: i don't know at this
1: point who cares he can stay there all he wants
0: i think it's still possible that cory might pull something out of their magic hat because and up until realize, up to recently we didn't even realize that um elaine was a thing and that was a nice thing. No, but I extra. don't like
1: yeah, but I don't like things like that where you've been watching a story for like two years, like you say, and then it and then at the very end it's like, Oh yeah, and also this happened and mm-hmm. you didn't know about it because it didn't actually happen until five minutes before we thought of it.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, look, Okay. Look, I think we need to move on, but before we do, I just want to give a few props to the scene with Sally on the switchboard, which mm. was completely unnecessary, but was she was left in charge of street calls because Steve was at the hospital, Tim was trying to track down Elaine, and she was there on the switch talking to somebody who she knew, but pretending that she... From the council, wasn't yeah. it? pretending that she didn't know her. She's like, I've never even heard of Sally Metcalf i like, 30 but seconds later. I heard later. she was. I heard,
1: she, I heard was.
0: she was completely exonerated of all her crimes. That was <laughs> a completely unnecessary but very hilarious oh, scene. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of I completely appreciated unnecessary that.
1: but hilarious scenes in this week's But there But there were.
0: Right, Gemma. I did like this story. I, I really
1: did. I really... Yeah, I'm, we finished Wednesday's episode.
0: Going, this is great. This sounds a bit
1: negative, but I, uh, my, I'm worried. That's all.
0: Yeah.
3: Because
1: I've been enjoying it so much, I'm worried that there's I've, I've wrung all the enjoyment that there is to have out of it, and I don't want that to be the case. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure they've got something up their sleeves, like you say. But what is it? I don't know.
0: It's a big string of flowers. <laughs> Jeff is going to pull and pull and pull. It and can't
1: pull. Just be something that is new that
0: We didn't know before. Uh, No, okay, yeah. That's what
1: I'm saying. Like, it goes, yes, it's me, Elaine, but also, do you know that I had a twin sister that he murdered? Mm.
0: I'd like there um... to be an, of course, moment, but the the moment, what I felt when they discovered that photo on the laptop was like, yes, that does make sense. That could happen. And I didn't, but I didn't think of it myself. I want it to be that.
1: Well, we'd better stop speculating, otherwise we are going to think of it.
0: Right, Gemma, let's move on this because was we've, we've been going quite a while so far. Yeah, it's time right? for the whole shebang.
1: <laughs> this was stupid and hilarious, um, and I loved it. On Monday, well, look. We've still got a problematic Shona, haven't we? Yes. That hasn't been solved by the end of the week. Instead, we've got a new problem. <laughs> so on Monday, Shona apologises for embarrassing David yesterday. And then Bernie's there. She's come round for an appointment and Shona just insults her belt and jeans. <laughs> Shona, David says to Shona, you can't just go around saying things like that out loud. And Shona's like, should I say it quietly
0: then? So I'm, I'm still torn between do I really like this new Shona and do I feel that... It's, is it it's funny like, or Is not? it a character? Is she putting it on? Is she? I don't know. Is, is she? Yeah, but but there's moments like that when she said, "Should I just say it quietly?" Then that was brilliant. And then also the the bit in the next scene when Bernie comes out of the. Um,
1: Oh, this was In great. So yeah, so Bernie comes out because a drink's been spilled over her and she's shouting at David, who's trying to appease her. But Shona's peering at her through the blinds with the she's like she's the living her best, best life. Grin. She's so happy. She's absolutely ecstatic.
0: Shona's got a lovely smile, but that that, that lovely big grin on da- it was. David's was trying was to tell fantastic. Shona
1: you can't laugh at things like that. it doesn't matter how annoying they are. And um, he says, look, they're all annoying, it's part of the job. David comes back home and then he goes out to get ice cream and he leaves Shona to look after Lily. And we all know that something terrible is going to happen. Oh, yeah, that was... As soon as she's left alone with a child. That was just as
0: foreshadowed as the whole um, Nick Leanne... Imran Toya. Isn't everything perfect? In, Aren't we
1: all going to have a wonderful in time? In Ollywood
0: land here. Isn't Cornwall going to be the best holiday I love ever?
1: Cornwall. Nothing can go wrong.
0: Yeah, so this, this is exactly the same, wasn't it? You just stay here looking after and Lily, And uh, ice cream.
1: Shona. And we'll be the perfect picture of domestic contentment. Mm. He comes back to find Shona counting to like five million three hundred eighty-four or something. Because they're playing hide and seek. And Shona's seeking and she's just been left to count while Lily goes off, I don't know where to. But um, she went to Chesneys, did not she? What a boring kid.
0: Well she wants to go and see Joseph. I don't know what go, Joseph went like, on around. They there. go
1: looking around for her and she's at Chesneys.
0: I mean, they managed Problem. to do the whole Averted. thing without showing either Joseph or, or Lily. Ches-
1: or, yeah, or anybody.
0: Chesney's not a little kid anymore. He is allowed back on set.
1: <laughs> do you think the producer's like, hang on, oh, yeah, sorry. You, sorry there's sorry. probably a
0: sign outside that says, you must be this tall to enter. <laughs> it's like, well, we let Jack Fee Sheppard in, so go on, <gasps> Sam, you better go in as well. Michael, you
1: can shut up. I know. They back at home, Shona starts eating... Lily's tea, oblivious to the panic that she has caused, and David is the is the last straw for him. He phones Roy and says, "Come and get get rid of her. I can't deal with this." Yeah. And everyone acts the re- the rest of the week like David was being really inconsiderate here. But she is eating food that he's prepared for his children, and I presume that he doesn't really have time or the inclination to make more now. And
0: you do know, having listened to last week's podcast, everyone that Gemma really, really does like fish fingers. So when were Sh- you talking about that amazing fish finger sandwich finger that they that they, that they were going to offer you, and then say, "But we could have had you, you prime have had steak."
1: steak. Yeah, yeah, so she didn't know there was steaks to be had. Also, poor poor Shona, why hasn't she got food? <laughs> She's she's hungry. She just she, takes she, what she, she wants. She, she, she only just takes what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah comes home and David tells her what's happened. And she says... Oh, it'll, it'll get better. You know how we all used to be crazy at different points in our life? She says, I, I recovered from my crazy spell and I got sectioned. And remember how Nick's dealing with his brain injury? She didn't say, do you remember when you went psycho and David would have gone which time?
0: She also didn't say, and you know what? You know what mum's going through at the moment? We haven't quite been able to figure out what's going wrong with her the last few d- years, but remember she's completely when she went dipping. To
1: Thailand <laughs> for no reason? Or that whenever. scene
0: was lovely with Sarah and David. I always... Enjoy and um, yeah, the scenes where it's just those two together, Tina and Jack, just got perfect together. Well, obviously Jack
1: works very well with lots of different. He does, but
0: they've been working together as brother and sister on and off course for twenty years, and that they know exactly. Yeah. What makes each other tick, and, and uh, it's just lovely. And and, and yeah, it's because Sarah and David like will fight sometimes, yeah. but they've got each other's back their, yeah. their family, and it Aww. was really really sweet. Uh, Sarah was brilliant this week, and oh, Adam was nowhere to be seen. So See, she she didn't need Adam, no Adam. She didn't need no Gary. No, just no, needs really To marry honestly. her brother, <laughs> and that's not her the brother. only insinuation her of brother. incest that we get in a Coronation Street this week. Remember what Corey said to Adi about Asher
1: you love your twin.
0: Yes.
1: It's a, it's a bond that goes beyond what you can ken. Right. David's struggling to remember the woman he loves. What if this is as good as it gets? Don't know. On Friday, we have... a we really I didn't like this. I didn't Running get it. Running joke of the episode. It wasn't funny at all or interesting at all. It's Shona saw a parakeet and she thinks that she should leave Weatherfield because they live in India and she could go anywhere she wants like a bird.
0: I, did, I, I thought
1: it was a bit laborious and I didn't
0: weird. I I didn't like most of it. I thought why why do they keep banging on about this parakeet? But at the end of the episode when Roy phones up or something doesn't no, he says Yeah, was Nina. Yeah, so Nina phones up and said that Roy see, saw a parakeet or did he?
1: Yeah.
0: Another parakeet has been seen anyway. Well, she saw and, a
1: parakeet and she said that Roy says there's loads of them.
0: Yeah, and, and Shona is vindicated with saying there's a parakeet because but all I didn't along I was not told there's no parakeet. I thought that was quite sweet. The,
1: Oh, but no, but at what point did anybody really watching at home go, There's no way she's seen a parakeet? It's not exactly the most exotic bird to see, is it? There's, parakeet, there's weird birds all over the place. Have
0: you ever seen a parakeet in the yeah. wild?
1: Aren't there loads of them in London?
0: Oh, yeah, we did see one in London that Yeah. Time. But I didn't there realise that they were in Manchester.
1: Well, I, d- I, th- I just thought it was a bit weird. I thought and it was also, Canada Goose territory, I thought. Goose I thought we up had, there. had it firmly established that Shona does not have. The mental capacity to really lie and make stuff up.
0: What they should have done. I mean, when when you know when she was doing that brain test, you know the one that Trump did. Yeah. She didn't know what a lion is. She didn't know what a rhino is. And it was like, parakeet. I
1: know what parakeet <laughs> is, mate. Especially <laughs> green ones. You're cured. But I think it would have been Don funnier. Trump know what that was. I think it would have been funnier if she saw a unicorn and it turned out it was just tiny, <laughs> dressed up for a children's. What's
0: happened to Tiny?
1: We won't ask. Glue factory.
0: Maybe that's maybe he's going to be Jeff's next victim.
1: <gasps> yes. He probably could, he probably would. Really? What did you do to the dog? Oh. Anyway, um yeah, she, she decided she's gonna pack up and leave. Oh dear She's
0: gonna do a classic Corrie flit, Why isn't not? she? I don't Nina's need I don't need a long time to decide to move to a different part of the country. I'm just gonna go right now. Nobody
1: else bothers. Pay all
0: my belongings in a little case, because yeah. that's all I've got, my all my worldly <laughs> goods.
1: Yeah. Nina phones and tells David about what's going on at that at the point which David and Sarah are speaking and He's saying he needs some time apart from Shona, but obviously not to the extent that she's going to move to India. <laughs> he catches her, um, trying to leave, and convinces her to come around for a barbecue before she makes a final decision. So she and Nina go around there, and I was very surprised that, that David could cater for a vegan or vegetarian at a barbecue at such short notice.
0: Very good of him.
1: But um, I, he wasn't really that bothered because he didn't even have any coal.
0: <laughs> Tell you what I loved nina 's parasol she
1: 's so funny
0: she 's great I she's know so, she's
1: t- she 's totally ridiculous as a character she is
0: and sometimes they overdo yeah. things with her, I think, and i 'm yeah. not saying that there aren 't people like this like i 'd say i 'm kind of sometimes insinuating about Shona 's new personality transplants. But, yeah, sometimes they go a bit too far with it. But I, I enjoyed it. I am swanning in with this parasol. when it wasn't even sunny. <laughs> I know.
1: They couldn't help the weather. Um, yeah, so she comes. Shona starts going up and down on the trampoline. And Nina starts saying... She gets oh, a choice,
0: doesn't she? Trampoline or banana?
1: Can't have both. No. Yeah, that was a really awkward scene because she's jumping up and down going, oh, I love trampolining. And David's like, oh, great. And she goes, I want a banana. And David says, you can't have a banana and go on the trampoline. And she goes, why not? And he says, because you'll slip and kill yourself. And she's like, oh, I'll just have trampoline then. And I've got a point to make about this, but I'll make it later. Okay. So Nina hears the vibration. <laughs> oh, you wait till I tell you about the great, tramp- point the great trampoline banana eating contest that went off without a hitch. <laughs> and I think Coronation Street should know that because it was in the Guinness Book of World Records. But anyway, I said I'd get to it later. So anyway, she, she hears vibrations and David Nina says... Does. It's just the trampoline, and then he goes around the front because he's getting a bit weirded out, and he's not the only one.
0: Well, But just by the whole Shona thing, because well, she's yeah. just, yeah,
1: Just literally infantile. jumping up and down, yes.
0: What did you think when Nina said, I'm hearing feeling vibrations? Did you suspect anything of that? Well, one? that's because when
1: I said... No, you, you is-
0: said that I think there's going to be sinkhole a sinkhole of it after that. No,
1: I thought I said it then. No. That's you, when I started thinking it. You
0: said, you said sinkhole when David went round the side.
1: No, but I was thinking it when she started saying that. I was like, oh, no. no, no. Was, what they? I don't know. I was
0: hearing phantom vibrations, at really? least in the scene before. Because all the time they were in the garden, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be the bit where the sinkhole comes. And then I was kind of listening out for anything. And I was like, can I hear rumbling? I can't ask Gemma if she can hear anything, because I don't want to spoil that there's going to be a sinkhole. I don't Do think, think there were? was. I don't think there was. I didn't even maybe need to watch it back. How How? But, I, yeah, I think it's, freaking. you know, like, yeah, when I imagine my watch is buzzing, but actually it's not. Oh,
1: wow. Well. So, anyway, yeah, he goes around the side and Sarah comes and they're sort of having a little tiny talk, but there's not much time to talk because they hear a massive rumble. They return and there is no garden anymore. There is just a sinkhole and a upturned trampoline. Where's Shona gone? Oh, goodness. She could be dead, but <sighs> that no. was
0: that was, an, that was an unnecessary cliffhanger, but I'm glad that it wasn't a break cliffhanger no. because if they'd gone into the break with, like, has Shona fallen down the pit? I'd have been going like, <laughs> oh, this is quite exciting. <laughs> Um, but they they didn't, they, and, and then they'd had her walking out the kitchen after the break. i had been, mean, that's rubbish. So I'm glad they had her walking out the kitchen eating a banana quickly.
1: If they wanted to recreate an authentic Cornish experience, they could just shove Ollie down the the, the hole and say it's a tin mine.
0: Yeah, we're a pole duck, Ollie, here you go. <laughs> yeah, I, did she, I, I did wonder, like, has, she, has, has Shona fallen down there? I partly thought that she was going to fall down there and then climb out and she'd have her old memory back. You know, did you like really did think down, that? I, I wouldn't that would have put it past Coronation Street. No, I did think for some time, uh, for for a moment, has shown the fallen down there. That's quite exciting. Well, oh, I'll well tell I'm sure she'll I tell you what I thought okay. was happen.
1: She goes, she's actually gone into the kitchen. She comes out eating banana. Yes. And then she says, "Oh gosh, there's a big hole in the garden." I was half expecting her to be completely unimpressed by the fact that there was a big hole in the garden and to be like, Oh, I thought that there were always giant holes in people's gardens. And this happened all the time. Cause that's the kind of like stupid, weird logic that she's operating on at the moment uh. that makes no real sense and is not very consistent. Um, They don't really know what to do about this as I wouldn't. And this has now made me really paranoid. So I'm glad we had a bit of a twist at the end here. Because we were watching this and I was like, What would we do if if they're sinkhole a pig? Because I know this happens in real life, but I never thought it would happen in England. I thought it kinda only happens in it
0: it feels like a bit of a foreign thing. Countries
1: with fault lines and stuff like that. Where they have to worry about earthquakes. Yes. Um so they're like, What do we do? What do we do? And then David says, Can you hear water? and there's a burst pipe perhaps in there, so he decides to phone the water people. Shona's not helping, and she said... Didn't, isn't there a body in there or something? Didn't somebody say there was a body buried in there? And David's like, no, they moved it. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That was funny. Um, so David's phoned the water company. Nina's gone home because, you know, nothing kills a barbecue like a sinkhole opening up in the floor and not having any sweet corn.
0: That was when she said, she made the comment, um, didn't David say the pits of hell? And, or yeah, did Nina say all not no. teeth? No, and David
1: it? says, yeah, Nina says there aren't any teeth or something like that. Um, David's Dave going to make tea. And then Shona comes and says she's going to help him. And then he says, I'm sorry I shouted at you. I just got angry. And she goes, oh, you shout at me when you're angry. I don't think you're a very nice person. And then walks off, which I would say a ver- not the sign of a not very nice person is saying you're going to help someone with making the tea and then buggering <laughs> off and making up some kind of flinty excuse as to why you're not going to help them. Because not being a very nice person is definitely not a reason no. to not make tea. So, um... The Waterman comes round, and
0: who you christened Pete Waterman, <laughs>
1: <laughs> in the spirit of the show, currently. Yeah, Mister oh. Mister Hatch and Mister Peck and oh, Doctor Ward. Oh
0: Doctor Ward. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. So, um, he Pete Waterman comes around and says, "There's been a sewer his, collapse." His name
0: is Craig Waterman. We no, it's was Colin. Oh, Colin. That's right. It's Colin. Colin
1: Waterman says, "There's been a sewer collapse. The company's not liable, and you're it's probably going to cost you a lot of money." Sorry. And Shane is like chatting him up and saying he looks sexy, like he's
0: oh uh, um Luke
3: Skywalker, oh
1: yeah, in his rebel had, had, um yeah, outfit his with his white
0: yellow uh, glasses on. He? No, he
1: had he had a white helmet and like orange overalls. I thought he had and,
0: like, some funny rebel... tinted.
1: Anyway, um, he goes out and says oh, I'm going to let you sit down and I can sink in. And so was like, ha ha, I get the metaphor for, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so she and David start talking and, um,
3: and he's it, like, yeah. maybe you're
1: not such an evil person after all. And Dave's like, you wait till you hear about Hitler. Your <laughs> mind's going to be blown. Colin comes back and says, I don't think you want to hear me say this and I'm not officially allowed to tell you, but I think your house is going to fall down <laughs> so you should probably leave. <laughs> <laughs> so they get... Going to go and live with Audrey, and Ray comes round and says, Don't know if you know this, but Audrey's not in the show anymore. Would you like to stay at my hotel instead?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Audrey's <laughs> we've shielding at the moment. We've actually
1: got instead. the set. Just just around the corner from here. Yeah. On the top of the police station if you'd like to come. So anyway,
0: if I was an evil criminal, like I would not build my hotel on top of a police station because he was <laughs> he asking for trouble. trouble.
1: Um, I guess he's not having very much business, so he offers them all five-star accommodation. Even the people that aren't living there, like Shona and Nina, for some reason.
0: Well, yeah, never mind. We won't,
1: I don't understand that, but we won't go into Ni-
0: it. Ni- Nina's... Shona can't... Oh. Is it because Nina's been living with Shona, so she's in a bubble with her, and somebody has to look after Shona? But maybe David goes. I thought, she had, goes a, I thought a, she
1: had a social worker.
0: Never mind him. We haven't seen. I oh, know He's since, he's not uh, in her bubble anymore. Since so the filming stopped.
1: And from Monday, only six people are allowed to be in a scene together. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, you can't stay Isn't here. Nice Ray's like, I'm so nice. I'll let you stay what in my a benevolent hotel. Gent. Five stars because you're my neighbours and you're in need and i thought this was weird at the time but then we find out a bit later why he's doing it
0: don't tell us yet but
1: before then um at the hotel david and shona are chilling in the bar shona's just been in the hot tub but inexplicably has put her leather jacket back on even though she's hot <laughs> um david says and he skips to know the old shona and she says like old times and he says like new times and does ah. he do double finger guns? I can't remember. I don't know. That um, yeah,
0: was very sweet. It
1: would have been sweet if it not, was not for one glaring problem, but I'll get to that in a minute.
0: Was it the plastic uh, pears that are on the jar in the bar in this five-star hotel?
1: They were very visibly artificial pears. I know
0: they're supposed to be just like a bit of decor, but I would have thought that somebody like Ray might know. be able to Maybe come up with something a bit more at market.
1: End of episode twist.
0: Ooh, this wasn't in the synopsis, and I didn't read the synopsis beforehand, but I went and checked afterwards.
1: So Colin, Colin Waterman is actually an evil minion of Ray and he's the one that made the sinkhole appear under Ray's instructions. And Ray is very irate at the fact that the sinkholes appeared during the daytime because apparently to Ray having a sinkhole appear at night is a totally normal and unsuspicious thing but were it to happen during the day questions might be asked mm. and, and Colin has to point out that sinkholes are slightly more complicated than he might have given them credit for and it, you know he can't actually precisely control the time at which they appear yeah. which I think is fair enough he's got a big envelope full of money and his, he seems to have been instructed to make David worried and so he will sell up the house, and, and this here is, we go. Here this is we go. Finally, finally, the plot, finally, that we've this been plot
0: comes back again. Waiting
1: for progress on for months and like months and months.
0: Seven, eight months.
1: Ever since who Ever was since it that Daniel saw and,
0: um, Daniel and Bethany?
1: Who was it that saw the the plans? Though, which viewer?
0: I can't remember. Somebody told Very us. Very eagle-eyed viewer. You. Sorry.
1: Ever since somebody saw the plans that Ray has. Hatched out one side of the street in a nefarious plot to take over
0: and build a giant hotel, to build
1: something or other that nobody's gonna like, like a big what could it be the worst thing? A big fart factory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what I'm scoring this week's episodes out of, now.
1: Yeah, his nefarious plan is now well underway, and he's not prepared. He's prepared to break a few eggs to make this omelette. I, I see,
0: to make the a bit sulphurous. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yes interesting mm, isn't it that was um, and i also wonder whether people watching who aren't crazy like you say invested like we are have have any inkling that there is something going on and why is ray do, what's the what bits are they putting together because we are thinking here well,
0: ray's not had very much to do at all this year has he he's, no he's been really off going. the raid the radar <laughs>
1: We're watching this going, oh, this is clearly plot, part of Ray's nefarious plot from seven months before that we saw in one small screenshot that somebody sent us. And
0: also, do you remember he owns the garage now or nobody's mentioned nobody's it Nobody's mentioned then. that. We don't even know whether Fizz knows. And,
1: and what's going to... So I assume at some point he's going to make Gary sell him the garage, but we still don't know why. But if you're watching at home... Why, what are you thinking if you're not listening to this podcast or engaging in any kind of fan theory or conspiracy stuff yeah. or looking on the you, internet? You wouldn't have a you like clue, going, would you? It's like, why, why, why does, does he why want, does he he want house? David's house? That doesn't make any sense. No. Well, there you go. Now you know If you listen to this podcast, you're ahead of the curve.
0: Yes. I'm, I'm really glad that this story is revving up again. I mean, it, I, I don't know whether it's going to go off the ball again for a bit. I'm hoping there's going to be a lot more plat stuff next week.
1: Well, if you're trying to take over an entire street, you've got to bide your time.
0: Yeah. And, and is it just David's house? Yes, that's the first one along. Is he going to go after... So next um, is... Is he going go after Yasmine's house Yasmeen and then and Sally's Sally. house?
1: How far does he need to go? Is he going to take over Audrey's as well? <laughs> oh, that's that Oh, gosh.
0: Maybe. Um, yeah, so that's, that's very exciting stuff. When Ray came along and offered his hotel up to David and Shona... I wrote down a note, does Ray want to buy the house? So when it came at the end, oh, it was right. like, oh, he does. And I, I kind of wish, I, I almost kind of wish that I hadn't predicted it because then it would have been even more shockingly amazing. But what I didn't predict was that Conan Waterman was the one that <laughs> caused the sinkhole I don't to happen by blowing up the happened. sewer or something. It reminded was, me of that uh, Cockney bloke from Ocean's Eleven going yeah. down bloody and the bloody it. doors
1: off. <laughs> That's Michael. <laughs> <K>. <laughs> That's a different the, film. The Italian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I I I thought that. Do you think that wait, what that, so
1: like is what did you what film did you reference?
0: Ocean's Eleven. You Do you know, think the they put, put
1: like, a little a little uh Chinese acrobat inside a money cage yeah. and wheeled it down into the seer and then he sort of unfolded himself and poked a hole in it and then trundled <laughs> away with the rest that of the they probably the wanted to waste. film
0: but they just couldn't due to our uh, current filming restrictions.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, both of us when at the and that. It was the second to last scene, wasn't it? Because there were two big twists in tonight's episode. When they cut to Ray's office, and <sighs> and the bloke was there, we were it just we both looked at each other like,
1: <gasps> "Oh, very, I love that." It so I was so ridiculous. What a stupid! I can't believe that you can make a sinkhole under someone's house. I don't know if walk, I'm
2: work
0: for the sewers.
1: I d- right. There's so many implausible things that had to happen you have to ignore to enjoy the storyline, which I'm perfectly happy to do. But you have to believe that you can, like, pinpoint with pinpoint accuracy, take someone's house out using the sewers somehow in a way that no one will ever discover to such a precise way that you can do it almost like within a 12 hour window. Right. Mm. You also have to believe that there's only one guy working on the other end of the phone at the water <laughs> yeah. department who also answers all the calls personally. Yeah, that bit was maybe it. a bit
0: of a stretch that the person who made also, it is also the person. Yeah. Do, do, do you think at the, at the water company, they're like, oh, there's a sinkhole, there's a pit. Does anyone want to take this job? It's fr- It's Friday afternoon. Ask I'm Colin sorry, Waterman. guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll uh, do it, yeah. Um... Also, the fact that Ray knows who to get to bribe to make a sinkhole appear under someone's house. Like, what, how? I, I what the hell? I don't think so he's Ray's just sitting around. I think Ray's many, he many just pies. sits around and like, he's, he's like, got a
0: book of contact Hey, Colin, and your arm.
1: wouldn't it be funny if you could make a sinkhole? I bet you couldn't make a sinkhole under someone's house. And Colin goes, yeah, I bet I could.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> I, I don't particularly mind. You, you're right. Oh, no, it's a bit of a stretch I know it doesn't matter. I cr- think credibility, sometimes
1: yeah. I'll sit there and there'll be a storyline and I'll go, actually, I think I'll find that the uniforms in that department of the hospital are usually pink, so the whole scene was ruined. And then there'll be a scene like this where I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, <Whatever>. sinkhole." <laughs>
0: what, what What do you think about the sinkhole? Because I can't remember how it's long crazy. I've crazy. I don't know how long I've known about it. It's one of these things that I wish I hadn't known. Oh, stop spoiling things, Coronation Street! Please stop looking it up. But I don't. I just go on Twitter. So do
1: I. Go I don't. I don't know how
0: you. I don't know how I spend more time, time
1: arguing with people about Kate Middleton's outfit. She does than everybody. Do she does about... until
0: late in the night. Mm-hmm. My first reaction months ago when I saw about the sinkhole was that's Bloody ridiculous! What are they doing now? Let's that's so hole. stupid. Why? But then, as we got closer to this mm. week, I was like, "We get intense." That that maybe that's what Coronation Street needs to shake it up at a moment. Maybe that could be quite just, good. Bl- oh, and going to be in danger. Hole. Oh, wonder what's going to happen. Is there going to be a big stunt? It could this be something that might lead into the 60th anniversary? Is David's house going to fall into the pit? They have had a house collapse on Coronation Street before. And it's been seven. a very long time since Number Seven collapsed in 1960 something, and. I've lost track because, because you just give me a post it oh, now for some reason. So,
1: well, can you pause it for a minute because I want to take a pill.
0: Okay, Gemma is going to take a pill. I'm going to press pause. Pause. Unpause. What were we talking sorry. about? I took a pill. No, what were we talking about before that? I don't know. I have forgotten It was only about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> you
1: just stop and listen
0: to what you said. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, is do you think, <laughs> would they do it? Were they going to do it? Was this the big Hollywood stunt? Could they make number six collapse? I kind of would like it, and I know it's an iconic house and it's an iconic set, but wouldn't that be kind of cool?
1: What, David's house just collapsed?
0: If it does,
1: well, this, because this that is side right. of the street has say, looked yeah. the same
0: for 30 years now. No. And in the early years of Coronation Street, that side of the street changed often, didn't
1: That's it? That's what I'm just about to say... The one thing, well, I've been taught many things through our watch of vintage episodes of Coronation Street, but if there's one thing I'm definitely sure about is that there is only one unchanging, iconic side of Coronation Street, and that is the terraced houses side. And everything that takes place on the other side is nebulous and up for debate. Mm. But apart from number
0: seven collapsing.
1: Well, number seven, yeah, coming and going. (laughs) But... As far, you know, mm. it's all very much static and it has not changed apart from that one thing. Whereas the other side of the street has been community centres. It's been the and Mission, Mission, it was Hall the Martin and...
0: Warehouse, it was the Masonettes for a little bit. Yes, the there's been, it was been pre- loads of stuff Masonettes, there. Masonettes.
1: There's been loads of different stuff on the other side of Coronation Street. And is it time? Is this going to be Ian McLeod's big legacy? Because God knows the Baileys aren't working out. Who knows how long they're going <laughs> to last? is his big legacy going to be trashing the other half of coronation street and like that would be a kind of a cool thing to do to the producer coming in after you just like blow up one side of the street and go what whatever goes there is your would, up to you it would
0: be a bold move but honestly yeah. like i said they used to do it that's a what lot. i mean it's
1: not actually as bold as you think it is
0: no, and, and back then it was all cardboard sets and everything, so it was probably easier Oh, it's to...
1: blown over in a wind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's probably easier to do, but maybe it's time. They'll tell you what, though, the one thing that's making me think I don't know whether they would do it is they did a massive factory renovation, and... Would they yeah. bother to go to the trouble for all of that if they were then going to knock it down a year later? Well, also,
1: they've built, barely they've show actually, any of it in the meantime. Like you said before, it was cardboard. Now it's an actual physical set. And I don't think that they could blow it up without people noticing.
0: No, you're right. But...
1: But the thing is, though, mm. your point about the factory being renovated is a good one. But that means that if that... If they were to go, well, we're going to keep the factory... That would mean that nothing that he does to number seven, num- any of those houses is going to be helpful to him because he's got the garage and he's going to want something to bridge the gap, which is the factory.
0: Mm. Yeah, he's, he's going to go after the factory at some point. Isn't he's he?
1: going to go after the factory. Maybe, uh, maybe... And, and the cabin. Yeah, and the cabin.
0: Because Cathy and Brian were moaning oh, about not having were. any money recently, yeah. weren't they? Mm.
1: Maybe what will happen is... um. Nick and Sarah will suddenly go, why isn't anybody fulfilling these orders that we've got for these pants? And then Sean will go, there are no, there are no sewing machines here. <laughs> and they'll say, we're going to have to sell up. We need pre- premises which actually has a factory inside
0: why not? it. Why not? We'll say, won't we? Anyway, very exciting twist that was. I wonder as well, Nina now knows.
1: Nina now knows.
0: Nina now knows that there was a dead body... Underneath the plats, at some point, she was there for a reason. There wasn't, and I know she's been friends with Shona, and she's been in the scenes with her and everything. Doesn't
1: everybody know that there was a body there though? They, they, they found it.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I thought I had it's a like really a big good theory. I thought I had a big theory there. I think Nina would just Nina also be cool go about hang it. Hang on a minute.
1: Nina would be chill about it. She'd just write in her journal or something. Ah. Uh, Fizz and Tyrone was it, or somebody ran their their van into? Yeah, oh. I've been been waiting to
0: drop that theory on you. I think I've got it mixed up with the Rick Nealon one.
1: No, that body's gone, as David pointed out. Mm. Although I'm I'm surprised they didn't find some other ones lurking.
0: Mm. Oh, well. Anyway, good stuff. I did think that at the beginning of the week, this was a bit of a letdown story. There was all all the other stories, the Dev one, the... um, what else did we have this week? We got already the Jasmine story, the um the Ollie Wobble story, or the the stuff with Imran and Toya was great. And Monday, the David and Shona story was was dragging a little bit, and I'm glad that um it took an interesting twist. Although, like with all of these things that they hype up beforehand, in some ways I was left a bit thinking, oh, wouldn't it wouldn't have been nice if we'd seen the grass cave in, you know, rather than. <gasps> Yes, FX do it right, rather than going to discover it. Or, you know, wouldn't it have been better if somebody had been more periled, You know, if Shona had been hanging onto a a <laughs> twig dangling down, it, that the sinkhole was smaller than I thought it was. And I know it's We're... quite a small garden. Yeah, I like. I want to know how they it did was. it. They did. It
1: was huge. I know
0: it's good. Was it? Was it a CG? Are we just being no, stupid? I don't know. Did they actually dig a giant hole? No, they
1: couldn't have done. I don't know. Was it...
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And
1: I really thought I was the expect... scenes where they were filming up from the bottom of the hole, I was like, how are they doing that? That, that must it have been must a green screen. It must be it's really good. It
0: was good, it was good. I was wondering as well... I, did, I knew that the sinkhole would happen this week, but I didn't know when. So when Lily went missing on a Monday, <laughs> I wondered whether she brought down a sinkhole. And I wouldn't mind oh, if well. they lost Lily as a casualty like, to this sinkhole story, but no, they're already killing fine. off Ollie soon, so probably can probably have two child deaths in the same him. season. Um, yeah, I, I did wonder whether there'd be more peril because I didn't feel that the missing Lily story was really that exciting. No, I, I wasn't like, no. oh, my gosh, where's no Lily? No one cares is about Lily anyway? going to find her and everything. But, yeah, if she'd, if, if she'd have disappeared and then the sinkhole had opened...
1: That would have been... And
0: they'd have anywhere. been like, we can't find her anyway. Where is she? Oh, she's my gosh, she's fallen the down the sinkhole. That would have been <laughs> quite exciting. That would have been
1: really good. Why didn't they do that? Mm.
0: I also would have liked it...
1: Oh, come on.
0: And I know there was the trampoline bit and everything... I kind of would have liked it if the episode had opened with David in bed or whatever and there was a rumbling and then he kind of... It, it's dark and he goes outside and and the sinkhole was there. I, I, I think that might have been a, a really exciting a opening to the show. Whereas as it was, I was... Because oh, I knew meaner. it was gonna happen, I was waiting for it mean, to happen. Mean, I mean. wanted it to be a surprise at the beginning.
1: I just wanna take my hat off to Coronation Street for doing the world's soap's first socially distant sinkhole storyline.
0: Yeah, well done, well done. Well
1: done. Um the other thing I wanted to say is uh telling you We'll get off. on to
0: the third story in a minute, everybody. This is see what's gonna be like when it goes back to six episodes next week?
1: I'm telling you off mailing about the storyline, but I just wanna have a big complaint about Shayna. I think I've come to the edge of my tolerance now for this storyline. I don't understand what's going on with her. I don't get if this is real, if this is something that really happens to people. Everything that she does and says is very inconsistent. And I feel as though I don't know if I'm supposed to think it's funny or not. I mean, some of what she says is incredibly comical, Because it is, because that's what humour is. I keep saying this, humour is the unexpected. And when you say something that's out of place or not what people expect you to say, they will laugh. And that's what, you know, sometimes people get upset when when that happens, if they don't mean for it to be funny. But Shona seems to roll with the punches. I don't know if this is a real thing that happens to people. We got made fun of because we kept saying that Shona got shot in the head. We know that she didn't get shot in the head. It's just funnier to say (laughs) yeah, <laughs> She got shot in the It's the classic really got, pull
0: through the face.
1: Yeah, she got shot in the stomach or somewhere and then she had a br- her brain was drained of oxygen for a time. Yes. And so she had a brain problem she was because of that. She
0: was extubificated, wasn't she? Which was another <laughs> term that don't came up. I think
1: that's
0: in, the same it, thing. Well, no, I'm just saying. That, that's, oh, yeah. That's when that, yeah. That, that, that was the whole thing and I learned that word, ex. Extubation, it was, wasn't it? And then they brought it up in the Ollie Wobble stories. Oh, like, well done! I know what that word means. I learned it in Coronation Street earlier this year.
1: Um, anyway, is is this a real thing that happens? Are we supposed to think this is funny or not? I don't understand. Coronation Street is really good at some of these storylines with working with people and talking about, you know, real life and charities. And I just, I just, I don't think it doesn't feel like that kind of story. But then it's very jarring when you have something like Ollie's, like, mitochondrial disease that they've, re- like, meticulously researched and they're doing it very sensitively. And, and, and they're the, working um, with charities and they've worked Jeff with people. main and stories, And then you get Shona, who was shot in the head and now can't understand metaphors and wants to take her top off and have sex in the middle of the road. Mm. And it's funny, and it's being—I feel like it's being played for laughs.
0: It is. It really, really is.
1: The other thing that I want to say, and I find this incredibly <laughs> icky and weird, and I can't get over this, Shona's got a serious lack of impulse control, and no, no inhibitions, and no understanding of like social rules. Right. So, in 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 a way, in a sense, she's very childlike in her behaviour, mm. and and and. She doesn't understand consequences very well. We saw that when she burned her hands, right? Yeah. Can she actually consent to anything sexual with David, were it to crop up?
3: Oh, I don't know. And is Good David point. is
1: it not a bit creepy? Does anyone else icked out by David, lusting after a woman who has the mental capacity of at times a toddler?
0: I don't think he is lusting after. Well, a all right,
1: okay, but. He will at some point, right? Yeah. And he is, they are still married, right? Legally, there's nothing wrong with them having fun, as it were, mm. right? But morally, I'm finding this honestly weird. Yeah. The fact that he said that there's a kind of insinuation they might end up sleeping together in the hotel because she wants to stay in his bed or something. Mm. I just think she's got a limited capacity to understand what is going on. She obviously still has the same kind of sexual urges as she used to, and they are married, but just this, I'm just really finding I'm struggling with the fact that her reactions to things are very, very childlike at times, mm. like playing hide-and-seek and jumping on a trampoline. Is that the sort of thing that you look at as a man and go, <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I'm
1: so glad my wife is now like a child. Well, and he, like
0: he, can... The thing that David didn't do, did that's when he went outside and was like, this isn't working. He wants her to be Back an to adult show, again know, yeah. so that he can... Make adult movies. But I
1: can't... <laughs> I can't root for them as a couple because Shona's not in her right mind. Yeah. And she's child. She's like a child. Mm. So I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking about this.
0: I hope that she grows up soon so that they can bonk.
1: <laughs> can she... Why are you invested in it in that way, Grace? I'm not, I'm not.
0: Anyway, then we've got to move on, Gemma, before Sorry. we... Sorry? No, it's fine. Before we move on, though, Gemma, I need to ask you a very important question. Oh, what? If you had the choice... Oh, what? Would you have a banana or a trampoline? You could I only have God. one?
1: How long do I have to go on the trampoline for? You don't have
0: to go on the trampoline until you choose to go on the trampoline, surely. I know, but I should
1: probably go on the trampoline instead of eating, shouldn't I? A big cafe, <laughs> you know, me. You shouldn't offer me one or the other. It should be, get on the trampoline and you can have a banana if you want it. <laughs> don't jump night. too
0: hard, otherwise you might cause a sinkhole. Do you <laughs>
1: think that she, like, precipitated it for, to happen? No. Because, because the guy did say it was supposed to happen in the night. Oh, and, yeah, and they I said there was a rumbling say. when she was jumping up and down. Maybe,
0: maybe. David said adults aren't supposed to go on that. I don't know.
1: I think they were, because that looked like a pretty sturdy trampoline yeah, to me.
0: didn't it? Right, let's move you on. You
1: told me to, to move serious on. Serious
0: storyline, serious case of the Ollie Wobbles. Um...
1: Do I have to do a disclaimer? What? This is serious and we think this is serious.
0: Yes. Um, so, Leanne's talking to Toya about Ollie on Monday's episode saying, oh, do you know this up-and-coming Cornwall trip that maybe other people might have thought we've already been on and that's why the story's not been going for <laughs> a what while? That's why it
1: happened.
0: You know that you know, summer's nearly over? You know September's the time. The when time when people go to Cornwall. To
1: go to Cornwall.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so there's, this Cornwall trip's coming up and it's going to do Ollie a world of good. Uh, we also learned in that scene that Imran's got an assessment with the fostering people today. Although Toya's worried about how the whole Susie thing's going to look, i.e., I had a. The time a, I. The time I. Kidnapped took, someone's baby. No, she didn't
1: kidnap a baby. She only got shot on the she, head. What? She only got shot on the head. Toya kidnapped a baby. And. Really got really a pole really got through a pole through, face. through the face.
0: <laughs> Toya and Eva conspired to pass Eva's baby Susie off as Toya's, which had been. Uh, surrogated by a woman called Jackie. I Jackie. remember it's all coming back to me. So if people find out about that, they might think maybe she's not the best. Maybe she's man. not a good. Judge but of it character. turns out that the Atoya needn't worry about that at all because it turns out that they have been digging deep into Imran's side of the family and they find out um, that.
1: His I thought this family, was really interesting. The
0: Habibs, Sarah and um, Hassan, yeah. tried to kidnap Rana that one time. And take her to Pakistan party? to get her
1: married off.
0: Yeah, and they say, and oh, your involved. family are a bit dodgy, Mr Habib. I don't know whether I can trust you to look after her." I feel bad for Imran. It's like Toya was saying, "It's this is literally nothing to do with, with you. Why...
1: Well, I think part of it was to find out how he would react if they brought it up. And he didn't react very well. No, he, he didn't. said he got defensive and confrontational, which is not... <sighs> you don't want to be giving foster children off to somebody who didn't do anything wrong. But if you bring it up, they go, what do you mean?
0: What are you talking maybe about? They, worry. they might worry that Sarah might turn up and try and take the foster kid away. and
1: Who knows? I don't
0: know. Anyway,
3: you got to,
1: honestly though. You're responsible. I mean, when you want to adopt a, a dog, they come round your house to see what your fence looks like. They're taking over a kid here. Mm. They got to bring up some uncomfortable memories.
0: Anyway, he's a bit um, embarrassed about how this went. He apologizes to Toya and thinks he's ruined their chances. Oh,
1: don't worry, it's going to get worse than that. But
0: she says, "Look, let's just go out to let's go to dinner with." Leanne and uh, Nick and Steve, we've been Im- invited over. It's going to be a good distraction from this whole fostering malarkey because, you know, we've been going on so much about this fostering story for so long. Yeah,
1: it's been um, our life's passion.
0: And uh, yeah, and he's like, yes, Ollie's oh, a very special child and we need no, to we we should need spend should we we spend with time with Ollie before he dies. Exactly, he doesn't say yeah. that, but we know what you mean, Imran. We've got Wednesday. to spend
1: time... I, Imran's like, let's spend time with him now when he's not allowed on screen.
0: Yeah. It's, inc- it's like incredible that hate they, have, they haven't—they've not even shown any stock footage or not stock footage, you know, stock say,
1: footage of him <laughs> of a
0: child. in a bed. Look how different Ollie is.
1: They haven't even done the bit where you put pillows under it under the duvet and go, Ollie, you oh, want to get sleep. out for dinner. No, he's sleeping. because <laughs> no,
0: they said at the time, didn't they? Like, we can't have the the actor who plays Ollie in this story. But don't worry, we've got some just random footage of him sitting around. Yeah, they did, and we haven't seen any of this. But, I mean, it feels like the way the story's gone now, anything that they would have filmed, like, at the beginning of the year probably isn't going to be
1: I think they might have some hospital bed scenes of him, maybe. Yeah,
0: but he's in, like, he's in ICU now. I know, Spoiler, but wasn't innit? he
1: in... Didn't he, hasn't he been in?
0: I don't remember. Anyway. Um, no, that'd be a lesson to Wednesday you. Wednesday is they Always there. film
1: lots of footage of children but, in hospital beds. Yeah, actually
0: never know when a global pandemic know. might strike. Mm-hmm. Just, like, sinkholes come out, out of moment. nowhere. I think Ray cause. Mm-hmm. Home <laughs> um Yeah, they had their dinner party on Wednesday, and you know, like I said earlier, they had a lovely time. Oh, Isn't God, Cornwall oh. going to be wonderful? Oh, to think see. of all the surfing oh, they'll be able yeah. to do. We're going to see the Engine Houses, travel for the, the ice creams, lovely stuff. go to the Eden Project, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, Ollie's all lovely on the Eden Project.
1: Children love
0: it. <laughs> Flambards Theme Park. That's where Ollie needs to go to, and that's a lovely place to go to in Cornwall if been. you're a child. I, I I spent many an hour there when I was little.
1: Sounds terrible. So,
0: Nick says to Imran and Toya, cheers for coming over. Um, You've really lifted our spirits and good luck with the whole fostering thing. So that's quite nice that they're getting his approval. He had not been too sure about it before. Steve's also round later chilling with Nick and he agrees to stay for tea. Oh yeah, they didn't have tea, did they? They just had time together. Oh, so what?
1: Poor old Imran and Toya come round for dinner. dinner. And or, then, and or then maybe they, they did. Maybe, maybe just they hang the around awkwardly for hours and hours, waiting to get fed. And in the end, they just go home because the ants like I ain't giving them. Vegetables. I'm giving
3: them
0: vegetarian food no I can't remember what. <laughs> no, because they weren't having vegetarian with Steve. Because he, they, they're going to have sausages, aren't they? Because Steve has a flashback to Sausage Gate.
1: Maybe we'll make. Look, let's not speculate too much about what. All you need to know about this story
0: on Wednesday is what could possibly go wrong. Nothing, because we all live a perfect life. Yes, our child is going to die at some point, but for now, everything is just fine.
1: Well, they had dinner, didn't they? So dinner is lunch, and then they they had had tea, which is dinner.
0: Yes, that's right. (laughs) Friday. (laughs) There
1: are plenty of people listening to this getting really mad now.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Oliver is not doing so well. Apparently, in his bedroom, he's been having an extra long seizure, and they've been happening more frequently too. But so, but Cornwall, nothing
1: uh, can go wrong.
0: Sorry, Leanne. Nick and Steve convince Leanne to take him to the hospital. She's determined to come. He's to, fine. He doesn't to need to go. go to Cornwall. Come home He just needs to, go to water. Cornwall. So uh, she she eventually agrees. Yeah, okay, maybe we should go to the hospital. And sadly, they're told that Cornwall is off the cards. And Oliver has to go and see a consultant later.
1: I wish that they, like, had said something like, because of COVID, we don't... And and the hospital capacity is better for you to stay here. They kind of made it sound like you can't go on holiday if you're ill. And that's not really the case. It's like, the hospitals are better there. Because that's one of the things that people were talking about when they were talking about holidays and tourists and people with second homes. It's not so much that they don't want... Well, it is partly they don't want people moving around so much. But it's also to do with the hospital capacity of each area. And they're not set up for hundreds of people coming to Cornwall and then getting sick. Mm. Whether that's from coronavirus or having mitochondrial disease. Anyway, Mm.
0: new twist time, returning Uh character. Nick is outside the hospital and he sees Natasha Blakeman.
1: She went, oh, I dropped my thing. Hey, what a coincidence!
0: Who's Natasha Blakeman? Gemma's going to tell you because she just read her curriculio actually before we read <laughs> watched the pod uh, started recording the podcast. Obviously, I know who she is. She, I'm let
1: Gemma I don't remember. She's an She's a old. She's a hairdresser. Yes, right, and she used to live on no work on the street. Yeah, and the main thing I remember about her is that she was dating Nick, and they, she got pregnant. And then something happened and she got upset or mad or something and basically thought there was no future.
0: She split up with Nick and got an with abortion. Nick
1: and got, she had an abortion and then she? Gail got in trouble because she was a receptionist at the medical centre and she broke into the medical files, looked up on the computer in the medical centre that Natasha had this abortion. So that was a fact on the screen in black and white. And that's why Gail got fired from working there, because she confronted Natasha. And then in revenge, Natasha told everybody what she thought of them and then left in a blaze of glory. That's pretty and much And we've said it. many times on the show that Natasha Blakeman had one of the best exits of Coronation for Street, of a very a minor, minor character. character. She had one of the best exits. She was in the show she for and 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 a years. She basically just went around going like, hey, you, hey, hate you, hey, hate you. you're you cool, see you later, suckers, I'm off.
0: Yeah, as the, as the explosion happens behind her. Yeah. yeah she, she
1: didn't look back.
0: No, I mean... I think that was it. So we we were definitely left under no illusions. Natasha has had a, she's aborted Nick's baby. Yep. She is definitely not pregnant, and, and it wasn't we just to have the medical you know, records to prove it.
1: There was a medical. There's definitely a medical record of this abortion taking place that Gail looked up on the computer.
0: Yes, that yes. is right, isn't it? I'm sure. I'm sure that's right. Oh, well, there was even probably... a bit
1: where somebody asked her for a scan. They like, could see a baby scan, oh, yeah. and she printed it off something off the computer yeah. and gave it to them because that
0: happened 10 years ago today yeah the, the the other thing you need to remember about natasha is well, actually it's not really important at all she was a very 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 minor character for the first year and a half that she was in it. i think she was in the show for two and a half years and she was literally the side character at the salon we don't she came in and she yeah. was she was there with audrey and maria and i always used to think why why does this character exist she doesn't do anything it, it, was, it wasn't like you know when Maxine joined the salon and she was a bit of a bit character. I don't think to there's that now.
1: There's people that are like that unintentionally. I mean, Sean
0: is this the closest I you get, so. except we know Sean is a character and he does have sometimes things to do. But yeah, you're right. It, it's like, it's like if tall Mark from the, uh, from the prima donna, you know, him that appeared in oh, a right, month or yeah. two yeah. ago. He, he if suddenly he starts going out with cafe or something. So she was an absolute nothing character And then they decided to give her a bit of a personality for a year and then then that was it. So when I heard that Natasha was coming back, I wasn't filled with joy or glee or anything about this returning character. Because in my head, she was incredibly minor, yet she had an amazing exit. And now they're kind of going back on that by bringing her back. And I'm not saying that I'm not excited to see her again. I think I've seen her talking on social media a little bit recently. I think I'll give her a chance. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because she was in it so little, I haven't formed an opinion on her one way or another. I almost feel like I haven't had the chance to. True. Yeah, I have seen lots of people going, oh, I love Natasha. Natasha was brilliant. She's amazing. And I wonder, are you just remembering her exit? I think people are, honestly. Because... Uh, mate, I'm sure that, people can tell us we're wrong, but look, she did know. have a fantastic accent, yeah. completely undeserved for such a minor character. Yeah. But there was so much
1: to her. I think um, the fact that they gave her that accent, and she handled it so well that people still remember her all these years later, despite the fact that she was a very minor character, means that the actress can handle... Stuff like that and could be really good fun. Yeah. And they've established that this character is vindictive. I don't like the idea of her coming back as like, oh, I'm a reformed mum and I, I'm i back for help because I'm a single mum and that's my personality now. You Think know you what I mean? just spoiled
0: the end of the episode for us there, Gemma? Oh. <laughs> that's alright, let's go. So we'll get to there quickly. So they have a bit of an awkward exchange. This is Steve, Nick, and Natasha in the um Coronation Street Studios, I mean Weatherfield Hospital Car Park. And she's now got two salons with a third on the way. So things are she's I
1: think she meant to say babies.
0: She's she's doing pretty well for herself. Can I just
1: point out that she said she was there for a routine dermatology appointment? She did. And one of our very good friends is a dermatology consultant who has not done any work because they're not allowing them to do any work.
0: Ah, oh, so that's how you knew she was lying. I was like, you
1: big liar. You're not there for a dermatology appointment. <laughs> they... And then Steve said her face looks fine and it's not about your face, it's about everything else. You can get all kinds of weird stuff. He's showing me pictures.
0: <laughs> Nick tells her about Oliver. Well, he doesn't tell her everything because she's like, oh, I hope I hope Ollie's going to be Okay. Because she hasn't been told the full story details of it.
1: Nick and Steve accidentally insinuate that they're like co-parenting. Oh yeah,
0: a gay the, relationship. Yeah, our, our son is in the hospital. <laughs> She's yeah, like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she it, it kind of ends like I say, a bit awkwardly. She says, "Oh, it's lovely seeing you again," but then when they walk off, she has a pained expression. Oh, what secret could she be hiding? Meanwhile, inside the hospital, well, not meanwhile the next scene Steve tells Nick that she sounded a bit suspicious when she said she was just there for a dermatology appointment because she looked really good like you just said but I can't worry about that now because nobody Le-
1: is going to a hospital for a routine appointment for anything
0: no um, and they don't want to tell Leanne I think they possibly said speaking of which she she's got pops out on of Ollie's uh, ward
1: and she says he's fine
0: yeah, she he's all okay. Stop seizing now. Everything's great. So you go, to you go in, Steve? Because you, you go to
1: Cornwall without me, and I'll catch you up. Yeah, is basically, what she's trying to say.
0: Steve goes in, but before long, he's back out again because Ollie's having another seizure. We find out later that he's been taken to ICU. He's being incubated. The seizure no, won't intubated. stop. Oh, I thought they said incubated. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like a little. Like I a don't little understand children. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> No, like th- a little tiny hens egg being rotated. I oh, know I thought that they meant they put him into a little thing to Well, like keep a baby looking like for a premature baby.
0: Yeah. We're not doctors. They have incubators. What, they shouldn't children? have two words that sound too similar to each other at hospitals and the children's they being, wards.
1: They they definitely intubated him because they were talking about extubation.
0: Was he intubated at the incubator
1: though? They don't talk about ex what is it called?
0: Excubating people. Is that
1: when you get out of bed in the morning?
0: (laughs) Okay, fine. He's been intubated.
1: I'm pretty sure he has. Leanne
0: wants to go and see him and and, and the doctors there saying, he's not even gonna know who you are. And Leanne said, Yes he will. He
1: will, he's fine, everything's fine. And then she's like, Steve, we might not be going to Cornwall today. Don't panic, Phone we're going the Airbnb,
0: telling you we'll be on the road tomorrow. So anyway, they go into this, the, the doctor's room. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, was just love at it because at the time we were saying where, what's happened to Dr Ward, this must be her superior doctor hospital.
1: Yeah, this is Dr Hospital. She is
0: now Dr Hospital, that's the character's name, of everybody on the podcast, she, so I am, deal with it.
1: Yeah, she says, I am actually better at this job than Dr Ward. Yes, I am an entire quite,
0: Not quite so good at Dr NHS.
1: Well, if it gets serious, we might have to call Dr NHS, but for now... Doctor Hospital, me, is here to tell you some bad news.
0: Yes. Ollie's still seizing. They yeah. can't get him to stop. They're yeah. like, be prepared for, for the worst, basically. And yeah. we don't know whether we can extubate and That might make things worse. He might not recover from this. Yeah.
1: Prepare so yourself. So
0: Steve, Steve, in um, one of his rare, serious moments, saying, look, can you give us a bit of time to get I know this, me this and, and
1: Doctor Hospital's like, oh, yeah, fine. You just sit here. I yeah, I've got nothing else to do. And
0: my cup of tea.
1: You can go literally anywhere else. This is and my room. Have, you go out. Here,
0: this this is my room. It might look like some other consultants and doctors' rooms that have been on Coronation Street before. It might but look I like tell it's we exactly use. a different a completely it different It might room. look like this, it's isn't the room, this isn't the room that the doctor who saw Sinead was in last year. I no. Oh, no. No,
1: no. It's mine. Doctor <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> anyway You get out.
0: Leanne didn't quite take the message on board again. because we know that she has been yeah deaf to the to the truth of this uh, all the way through. She says, "Oh, he's going to be fine. We'll He'll wake pull him through up. Again. He'll pull through. He Everything's going to we'll be hey, okay. We'll go off to Cornwall. We'll be eating hedgehog ice creams on the beach before Can't you wait. know it." That's the thing.
1: Yep.
0: Steve's like, hmm.
1: No. Final
0: scene see. of the episode. We are reeling at this point from the twist sad, that isn't... Ray was the one who was responsible for David's sinking. But we're appearing. also sad
1: about. Poor Ollie, aren't we? We are. We are sad. Yes, we are sad about that. Sad about oh and dear! No, Not going to Cornwall, and no. then wow's happens. No, I'm just saying
0: there were two great scenes at the end of the episode. Yeah. First, there was the Ray one, and then there was this one. It's yeah. Natasha. She's back in the yeah. hospital. She's got a mask on. She's sitting outside waiting for a doctor canteen to come out and to canteen doctor.
1: Doctor scan.
0: Doctor scan to come and say, "Oh yes, so, I don't even know. I didn't even." pick up what was what was wrong with her child he's broken his leg off broken his leg
1: we can screw it back in sorry do
0: you know jack webster he's fine now
1: basically listen natasha his legs come off we'll cg it in for a few weeks and then we'll just put a fake one on it'll be like it never went okay
0: the takeaway here is natasha has a child how old is this child you might ask
1: your child's 10 isn't it natasha
0: no 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 you remember no. earlier when I said that I was uh, I broke up with my Nick child 10 is years exactly
1: ago. nine mm. months and nine years.
0: Is this many episodes old?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the and the doctor's like yeah, but don't forget during the pandemic we only had three a week. Yeah. So. Do you
0: count this episode as two episodes or one episode? Because the episode number is counting actually counting from ten thousand uh, forty three. <laughs> yes. There's the twist at the end of this Natasha Tasha has a kid, and from the timeline, oh, and it
1: couldn't have been spelled out more clearly because. The doctor says, huh, he's such a little git, isn't he? Is he like the dad? Yeah, I forgot that. And Natasha goes, I'm sorry, but I just don't want to talk about the kid's father right now because that's next week.
0: She she was. I've had enough of that uh, son thing. I've, da- I've had enough of
1: that dad. I've had enough thinking about his dad for one day because I just bumped into him in the car park. Who's listening? Literally
0: a meter away out of this whole hospital. You and can't I know they're both in the children's he's ward. Got a mask but on. it's Nick. Nick has heard Natasha saying that she has got a son that ties him very nicely with it being his.
1: I don't want to talk the about that was the son that I aborted. He came back. But to you know life. what.
0: Speaking of, have you spoken to Jack Webster recently? Have you seen Adam Barlow recently? Also aborted as a child, but here he hey, is. What,
1: what can you do? Marrying
0: Sarah Louise.
1: Sometimes it doesn't take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really intensive.
0: Even though the hospital records show, to me, I don't think we saw um, Susan Barlow scanned to say that she'd had an abortion. But I don't get this. Are they are they reckoning they this? Are we missing something? Are we just? You is told it just me. something boring like? They they had Didn't another go it, for a right. baby after she she had, had an abortion. Then because she, she did get back together with Nick again after the abortion, because she was that's when she was and pretending she, she was still again. pregnant. Did she just get pregnant then? Which is a little bit dull. I
1: don't think. I think it's very. This is the trouble, right? Messing around with stories about women's fertility and pregnancy is very very dicey. A very dicey thing to get into because you can accidentally create. Myths about what is possible and what isn't that can be very damaging to people who don't have a very good education in reproductive yeah, systems. Don't take your baby
0: advice on Coronation Street.
1: I just think it's dodgy to get into she had an abortion but it it didn't happen or she had an abortion but then she had a baby straight away. Or, yeah, well, that's like, what I, I, I thought. If you have an not abortion, sure. then it really depends on how you yeah, what kind of abortion. I don't want to get too much into it because we don't really like talking about things like this on the show because we're Not because we're sensitive, but because we're generally insensitive and offend people.
0: And ignorant.
1: (laughs) And very ignorant. But I just, I find it a bit, it's obviously just completely soapy and you just got to go with it.
0: So do you think that, is this Nick's baby? There's no
1: doubt that this is Nick's baby. Well. Really? What are you saying well about?
0: She said something, something, I've had enough of this baby's father today. Oh, you think it's Who else did she meet outside? (laughs) I did say to you... Who indeed? Steve Stupersper McDonald. I
1: said, how is she one of the only women who managed to get away with dating Steve McDonald without getting impregnated, even if it was just for one night? Exactly.
0: She said, because that was brought up, wasn't it? She said, oh yeah, we had a takeaway that one time. I don't remember whether that was all that has happened, but I don't know, maybe if we go back and have a look at that episode, was there we'll an opportunity? We'll be able to
1: see them getting it on.
0: But... That Was probably in quite a long time. I don't know, I don't know where that fits in the timeline. No, Did she no. see Steve McDonald? I should have looked this up. Did she see Steve McDonald after she's had the abortion, or was it? I think it was probably before she saw Nick, so obviously it wouldn't work then. So, although I'm fairly confident it's not Steve, there's still the possibility, maybe the because the
1: clues are this very precise age that she made sure to laboriously tell the person that this child is not 10. Mm. Then she also made a point of telling this doctor scan that she had met the child or she had had an encounter or she was sick of thinking about this child's father as though she had previously met them. And the only two people we've seen in her meeting are Steve and Nick. And, and we also had it firmly established that she has had dates with them both. Mm. And also, you told me that there was a video that the the Coronation Street made about Natasha, where she, the actress says Natasha had an abortion. Yeah. So, explain it, that,
0: that. Yeah, so I I think probably it's just going to be that she got pregnant after, after the fact, after she had an abortion. They're going to add it in. It's going to be a you know, like you know with Stephen Fiona when they said, oh yeah. He got he got Fiona pregnant that time and then she disappeared away to Australia. And now it's oh yeah, Nick got Natasha pregnant that time and then she disappeared away to land of two salons with a third on the way. And it does feel a little bit repetitive there. And I don't really want Nick to have a kid. I certainly don't want Steve to have a kid either. See, I don't need is, anybody to have is, another child in coronation Street but the at The thing is, moment. you don't have
1: this you don't have this experience of of like it must be a bit of a paranoid worry of some men who have had the chance to sow their wild seeds. To think I could have a son out there or a daughter that I don't know anything about.
0: <coughs> Boris Johnson.
1: Well, I hope you don't have that worry in your mind, but no. but some some guys do, obviously. So this is why the storyline keeps coming up mm, because mm. I guess it's something that haunts some people.
3: Yeah.
1: Personally, if I could if I could accidentally have a kid and not know anything about it, I'd be utterly thrilled. <laughs> the thought of like having to carry a child for nine months and then raise it and, and be responsible for it. It's terrifying. But if I could just accidentally have, like, shagged somebody 10 years ago and it turns out that they've been raising my child this whole time, I'd be nothing but thrilled and And they're, happy. Like, you know, 18, and 19 Grainville. now. Brilliant, fantastic. You're completely financially independent from me, but I can take credit for all of your achievements.
0: You can look after me when and if old. you're And
1: tr- if you're an awful person, it was nothing to do with me because I was not there at any point in your life. <laughs> Can't think of anything better.
0: I suppose that they... Uh, this is another twist that a lot of people saw coming as soon as it was announced that Natasha Blakeman was coming back and she was going to cause ru- uh, sort of turmoil in the next story. Everyone was like, she gonna, she's gonna have next kid? They're gonna go down that route. So although it was put in as a twist at the end of tonight's episode, it kind of wasn't... I'd seen enough people theorising about that. I and would And it, it would certainly put the cat among the pigeons in this story because Nick's been pushed to the sidelines all the way through, hasn't he? And and there was and then be there's the very whole fostering interesting. angle. Leanne's lost her kid and Nick's going to gain one. How is she going to react to that? It this could stage, be kind of interesting, but...
1: Whether or not it is actually Steve or Nick's kid or someone completely different, at this point, moment in time, Nick thinks it is his kid. Yeah, so whether or not he's going to dwell on this and not mention it to Natasha,
0: yeah, I don't know when Natasha's in it next. I mean, we not might not see her again yeah. for you know this is, months. This could time. drastically so, change yeah, the way then, he thinks, he thinks about, that he's got a kid
1: because he he met he he makes a point of saying to Natasha, "My son," well, he's not my he's my sort of stepson, I guess, you know,
0: mm,
1: and mm. he's also spoken about how deeply he feels for Ollie.
0: I think if we if we as an audience are led to believe. That this is Nick's kid because that's the conclusion he jumped to, and the show obviously wanted us to jump to. I think it would almost be more exciting interesting. and interesting if he he acts a certain way and maybe he even tells Leanne that he's got he thinks that he's got a son, and then it turns out it's not.
1: God, imagine being Leanne and like being the only one who has a kid, and then your kid like gets a terminal illness and then suddenly everyone's popping up with kids all over the place like ready-made kids mm. bit upsetting it's
0: just life's not fair upsetting. sometimes is yeah. it so that's that's quite good stuff uh, very tragic for ollie i i it's, it's gone downhill fast hasn't it i was quite surprised I, mean, I know i know they foreshadowed it greatly on wednesday but i was expecting it to be a bit later in the year that Ollie was going to be on his last legs, which it appears that he may well be. I don't know when this kid is going to um, end up dying, but it feels like it's going to be a bit sooner than I thought. What do you think? Were you expecting it now?
1: I I hadn't really thought about it. We I knew mean, it was coming. We we knew that Ollie was going to die because
0: they said that because there's no it's cure. like
1: there's no cure. It's degenerative and it's unlikely. Like what? As soon as, as soon as we knew. What he had, and you, anybody could look up mm. what the prognosis is and but say it could have this been years, couldn't happen. it? I know, but the thing is, Coronation Street doesn't do, and it's sad because it's the only show that can um, stories that last for years.
0: Yes, me and Jeff.
1: It does very rarely when one producer can start something off at the beginning of their tenure and go, "This is my thing. I'm going to do this," but because of the nature of the show and how many different people are involved in it. And the fact that you can't guarantee if actors are going to be around for however long you want them to be, they just can't do long term stories that would last say a decade. They just can't do it. Oh
0: no, not that long. Though.
1: And it w- it would be possible that if it was a milder case of this, he could have lived to, mm. to, for for years perhaps. But um, it's not. I just I just think his sort of his card was marked really as soon as we.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be. Harrowing scenes to come. I, I'm, I'm appreciating this story still because a lot of the other things that are happening are, like me you now, they've shown a the thing a bit comedic or a bit, you know, good versus evil, the Jeff story. Whereas this one it feels a lot more grounded, doesn't it?
3: And I yeah, think I'm enjoying I'm it trying for that. Not just to, for the, honestly, the think pure drama. Much, I it.
1: don't like medical storylines, and mm. um, it's t- it's, re- it's just like the most devastating worst case scenario of having a kid. To, and but um, it's not quite as bad as going on holiday to Cornwall with somebody who thinks good board games are Pictionary, Scrabble, and Articulate. <laughs> Steve's reaction the to Anne that was so
0: funny.
1: To I, I need to take the end to one side and tell her about all of the innovations they've had in board games in the last thirty years. I know. <laughs> There's some You're very good ones. Are you going to words. recommend any? No, I won't. I'm gonna ask her what she likes and then. Okay. Probably a bit... Wait wait till a few years after Oli's You've got died. some friends
0: who are board game aficionados, aren't we? I'm sorry? a
1: board game aficionado. You,
0: you, yeah, but you haven't got many. You mostly play with No, because why
1: would I buy games when they've got them all? <laughs> i
0: going
1: be buying copies of games that we've already got.
0: Before we move on, can we just say Toya's Office...
1: <laughs> what does she
0: do sitting behind that big desk? Nobody knows. Look at pants. But yeah, she's got a, she's got a mannequin for got sitting a behind her office. with with a pair of lingerie on it. Just a reminder what she where she works. Who, who knows? But I was glad to see that she's got something just you know sitting around, tapping around at the keyboard. She's probably um,
1: hacking.
0: She probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That that scene with her and Imran was nice. And um, that's well, all again, I say about you know, that, really. what
1: could possibly how how can they continue now with mm. that? fostering storyline when i mean it's one thing to sort of say ollie's you know got this terrible
0: maybe natasha's going to be hit by a tram and they end up fostering natasha's daughter son and then it turns out they're fostering nick's son something oh! i, something. I yeah. wonder what
1: the kid's called I yeah did they, they didn't say did they oliphant
0: maybe <laughs> Devstitute, Gemma. What's <laughs> happening in the Dev storyline this week? We are, yeah, we are pushing two hours at the moment on this middle... Well, so, you shut up
1: moaning about how it's long? It's been a good week. I know, but 15 minutes of this episode is you telling me that okay. we've spoken for too long. You took Right, on Monday, Dev overhears... over overhears Dev talking about selling the kebab shop on the phone, and she gets really annoyed about this and tells Mary, and they're all really shocked about it. And then... Dev comes home and walks in on Cory I mean, Cory and Asher <laughs> on the sofa. And he gets really mad, yells at him to get out. Corey's not really scared of him or intimidated because he's a little scrote. But he does leave. And Dev reads the right act to Asher and um, takes her phone off of her because... I thought that scene was everything, the, He's the reason all of this has happened. Regardless of who uploaded what and who did what and whatever, he is responsible just as much as anybody else. And he should not I wouldn't let him anywhere near my kid if I was dev.
0: And oh, dev's completely in the of. right. I Nina, feel so bad for dev. I love dev.
1: It is really frustrating though because you can kind of see what I mean I can't really sympathize with Asha but it's so frustrating to watch a a, a father trying to talk sense into this this teenage girl who obviously understands a little bit of where he's coming from, but really doesn't...
0: She's infatuated with this boy oh, because he, he's he telling her pretty. how pretty she is yes, and that's what she wants to be told. Oh, no, that's what really she's been sad. worried about, her appearance all this time.
1: It's not just that, but yeah, that's a big part of it. So Neela comes down to talk some sense into her and says, look, Corey is not the, your future. Just don't, just don't be seeing him. And she sort of tries to make her be a bit more self-reliant on her own self-confidence. But I, I mean, thought... that's a bit of a losing prospect in any teenage
0: girl <laughs> I thought that was a really really good scene and I've moaned a lot about Nina recently and saying she's just kind of being used to spout vegan rubbish in the cafe and, and, and annoy people and say oh that's that plastic cup that you're using there. you should be using paper ones you know. and, and oh, yeah, be the, the butt of people's goth back jokes back I like bone. Nina but it feels like they're just going through the preachy. same old stuff being a bit preachy with her and this scene was fantastic and that's more the Nina that I want to see, the friendly advice giving <laughs> Nina, I loved her in this scene
1: yeah, I I don't I just whenever this happens whenever there's a scene with Nina dispensing advice or being nice in any way to Asha, when you go on Twitter, everybody is going on about them being lesbians or Nina being a lesbian, and it really frustrates me because it feels like there's it's no just room. Ali and
0: Ryan all over again. There's isn't no it?
1: room for female friendships in the soap without speculation about people being gay, mm. and it, I honestly don't care if she is gay or not. It just I just find it frustrating that you know, where, where's this sort of... It feels like there's something in it for Nina if she fancies Asha, but if she doesn't fancy her and she's literally just being a nice person, that feels a bit more pure to me, That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I'd think Nina's was... a more pure person and I don't really want yeah. her to go down the route of, like, I fancy you, so I'm going to tell you you're beautiful. It yeah, means as as... more for somebody to say, oh, I think you're beautiful and you should love yourself... Be- if I'm not, if you're not invested in that, then being the gateway to getting their pants off. Yeah,
0: is Nina just waiting for Asher to be sixteen so that Asher can move out, as she threatened yeah. to do in today's episode. She can move out with her.
1: Don't forget, no. Nina, if you fancy Asher, you should probably neg her a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like you are pretty, but not that pretty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you are pretty, but you wear glasses now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Specky.
0: <laughs> I am wearing glasses. As We're I both recall, wearing this glasses. Podcast.
1: Um, right, so Tess comes round and has a go at Dev and Asha overhears and realises what Dev is going through and how much he's doing for his kids, blah, blah. Paying
0: the school fees and all that.
1: <gasps> Wednesday.
0: He also said, oh, I'm paying to keep those videos off the internet or something. I, that's I didn't know was...
1: it was an ongoing process.
0: Yeah, well, that's, this is what he's been saying. I, mean, I don't know. That's what he said to whoever it was he was talking to, Mary or something.
1: Um... Wednesday, it's tea time, Asha doesn't want to eat anything. Dev, Dev, Arlie's like blabbering on about, oh the five five-a-side football team, blah, blah, blah. And we've got the sort of stereotypical par- over-parenting one child and completely ignoring the other.
0: It's what um, Sally and Kevin did to uh, Rosie and Sophie. Yeah. Well, 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 it, uh, interestingly, also when Rosie went to Oak Hill, Sally couldn't stop singing her praises and Sophie was feeling like... Out. and then she yeah, became the- a
1: lesbian, so... Yeah.
0: Think about that. But on the, this this uh, on this occasion, Ardy is also at oak hill, but the parallels are there. Just saying.
1: Wow. We what is Coronation Street? But generations making the same mistakes over and over <laughs> again with their kids. Ardy feels like Dev doesn't care. I think he's got a good point. He drops Asher right in it and says that she's been messaging Corey on the iPad. So even though Dev took her phone away, she's still using the iPad to message him. What a cunning hacker she is.
0: Rookie mistake. What you need to do is take away the charging cable, Dev. Yeah, take away
1: the, the charging cable.
0: Yeah, and um, at, at the end... Um, uh, I, I, you know, Gemma just pointed at some notes because I didn't turn them into full sentences. Dev returns and Corey's gone moving out. I don't know what ha- oh, happened. Oh, no, that's what happened at the end of today's episode. I wrote it at the end of Wednesday's episode. Ignore that. Move on. That was the end.
1: Right. Ash has okay. dropped in it. Right, Friday... Dev walks in on cam- Oh god, this was this. I thought I didn't. Oh, uh, maybe this was a miss. I'm not sure.
0: It was a miss. It was a weird. Kathy one. Kathy walks
1: in, and and um, no, Dev walks in, and Kathy's facing the camera, and she's like giving this impassioned speech about having an affair or something.
0: She's talking I was, like, to a coat that seems very close to her, and I'm thinking are they trying to are they getting us speak to Brian, and is this a way that they're just trying to do it socially distance by dressing up a mannequin or something? And she's, she was. No, like, go
1: on. Having a very impassioned speech about having an affair and or revelations about relationships and how she couldn't help herself because he doesn't care and all this stuff. And I was like, it's the most interesting thing to happen on Coronation Street in years happened off screen and we're just hearing about it <laughs> in this... But no, it's Kathy rehearsing a scene from Brian's upcoming play which appears to be about a robot called...
0: Oh, I can't remember. It's something like Brad or something, or something. Yeah,
1: something like that. A robot, a robot. Who's an android? Yeah. And she's in love with him, and that's why that's why Kathy needs. I don't understand, but Kathy's convinced that they're destitute, even though she's doing, she's doing. Shifts for her boyfriend, who's writing perhaps the worst screenplay of all time. <laughs> I think that they should concentrate more on putting food on the table. If they're so destitute that she's having to buy reduced baked beans, maybe the dream is dead for Brian mm. and being a writer. Yeah, just basically... get
0: back behind that counter.
1: Anyway, she's performing this to a mannequin with a with a trench coat on who's supposed to be...
0: First socially distanced play reading.
1: <laughs> um, he offers her extra shifts and she gets very snitty because she's mad about this... Um, Sale of the kebab shop like he owes her a job I mean I can understand why she's mad but he you know it's his business oh. um, and also so if they, she sells the kebab shop the person who buys it probably needs someone to work there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. anyway she's, so she's like no I'm not going to help you why should I I don't want money anymore I've got my beans now <laughs> <laughs> Ardy comes home Corey's there stealing yoghurt
0: his yogurt, not just any yogurt, he's dealing Ardi's yogurt. But the I thought
1: fridge. only girls liked eating yogurt. That's what I've been led to believe by nah, adverts. No. Nah. Boys got to keep their
0: They have a bit of a showdown, do Ardi and Corey. who... Ardi
1: needs to get himself an instant pot and make his own yogurt.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they Corey's have a little. Like, winding him up, a isn't little he?
1: peeing contest.
0: Basically. And
1: then. And then Cory's like, Why do you care anyway? What? Do you love your sister? Yeah, you go, oh, that's
0: a bit perverted. Oh, you're that? gross. <laughs> Ar- Ardy is the, you know, gives a good very as well. easy to wind up. Yeah. But he, he didn't back down.
1: No, no. I thought he was. Because I, 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 he's like, Oh, don't get like We're this. going
0: up to the bedroom. Don't listen at the door. Ew.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Ardy gets very protective. Then we have a really funny scene. I'm sure some people hated this, but I thought this was really, Scene of the week. Scene was of really, the week. Really, really funny. Forget that
0: Jeff and Tim Debs, stuff. Debs Forget the-, the sinkhole appearing in the Black's Garden. Deb in the kebab shop. Okay, not scene of the week, but loved it.
1: <laughs> Deb's in the kebab shop trying to wrangle all the phones and orders because obviously Kathy's refused to help him. And he's decided, <laughs> it was like... What's that, Mr Hatch? You've got, you've got Donna Kebabs, but you ordered, no, you've got chicken, but you ordered Donna Kebabs. That can't be true, because your name is Hatch, and you like chickens. And then he, and like, he... I don't think
0: that we can quite recapture the comedy goals of this scene, but it just worked. All right, let's watch it then. In the hands of many another actor, or many another character, it wouldn't be funny. But this was a real, completely unnecessary, a bit like Sally on the Switch, wasn't it? Didn't really need this scene to happen.
2: But it was really, <laughs> really funny. This was
0: stupid. funnier than Sally on the stretch. Yeah, it was yeah, stupid, yeah. but it was it was it down was to Jimmy's performance. He was fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going like, Oh, what about you Mr. I knew? Yeah, I, I knew I knew that you had chicken because you're Mr. Peck, you know, because uh, no, mate, Mr. What, hatch. It's a hatch. That's what chickens do. Oh, I can understand how you wouldn't be funny. And then the other phone rings and he's like, Oh, you got the wrong one. Oh, and then you're just waiting to hear what this customer's name is. And he goes, Mr. Peck. <laughs> it was so, so stupid, but absolutely hilarious. And then <laughs> and he said, you hey, know, a peck or like a chicken does. So I didn't say that was funny. I, I so can't, you thought I couldn't
1: do it. So I can't, you did it.
0: I can't do it either. It was bloody hilarious. It's almost and
1: like he does it as a job.
0: It like like you said, there would be people sitting watching that. Good, that I did hate not like that I'm not watching it Dev has Stupid. got a lot of haters. But that was it, it. It's like you can do it, Corey. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that you give Gemma isn't really funny. A lot of the stuff you give Brian, ugh, Kirk, ugh, but give Dev more some funny scenes because he can do them. And he can do the serious stuff as well. He is so undervalued, Dev, on the show. He's so not
1: by us though.
0: He's great. He's a he's a buffoon, but maybe it's just because he's used so little when they do when know. they do give him Honestly, stuff like I this. Think
1: some the thing is though, he's ridiculous. we can say that, but then other people can watch this scene that we've said is stupid and say oh, no, that's it's hilarious. All subjective, isn't so it? you can't really
0: Yeah. And then and then the, the icing on top was an unintentional <laughs> uh, comedy, um Sting at the end where Adi phones him up and he thinks and he's like Adi uh, Adi who I know my son Adi okay and then he turns around and goes, Corey <laughs> and he's obviously saying Corey, but it sounds like he's saying the name of the program he's on. I know,
1: it's like Watch
0: it back. why is he, he says Corey? Before,
1: Why has he said Corey? It's like the way there's no consensus on the show as to how to say Yasmin's name.
0: Oh, I know Yasmin because yeah. Yasmin
1: is what, That's what Tim Sally calls, and uh. Tim call her. But everyone else no, calls I, I her Yasmin. Sally
0: calls her Yasmin. She calls
1: her Yasmin sometimes.
0: Tim, uh, Tim definitely does as and well. And some
1: some characters have. Don't
0: forget Tyrone. Yeah, that's what that's what um he called him that. Uh, Terry Duckworth called him Tyrone. Well, some a few yeah, but
1: some some actors say words, say people's names differently to everybody else, and yeah. it's always a bit weird when that happens, yeah. I'm sure there's other characters that this happens to as well, but yeah, Yas, yasmin's the most obvious example. Yeah, because
0: she's such a, a prominent because figure she's in at the, so moment, much in the moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Dev ah. rushes home. What?
0: No, I'm just saying, RD has been...
1: Dev rushes yeah, home, yeah. Corey's gone, Asher says, I'm leaving home as soon as I'm 16. And I don't know when that is because I haven't checked with uh, Coriopedia.
0: I was born in 2006, but actually now it says I was born in 2005. So I think I'm going to be 16 next year in January or February time. But it might be a year or so, but I'm definitely leaving and moving out with Cori. Or maybe Nina when that happens.
1: I would actually really, really love to see some of the younger characters move in together like the old days with like Trisha Hopkins and Gail and mm. have their own little flat. Well,
0: they've got, um, they tried they to got do that a Emma bit. and Maria.
1: They tried to do that a bit when they had um, Tina.
0: It was Tina Shack. Well
1: that flat that that flat that the Tina flat used to be bookies. in is where Imran, Toya and Craig lived. And but and Ryan. didn't they? they had a bit of a a trendy kids Yeah, flat,
3: you, I Because think... you had
1: Kate there at one point, didn't you? And oh, Ryan. Yeah
3: yeah. I can't
1: remember. It's really confusing, but I ge- would like to see a genuine attempt to sort of have young people live together.
0: I'd like to see them as a as a group yeah. of people who live together, and yeah. not just sometimes they walking in that
1: scenes. Yeah,
0: that that's it. They're and walking going, in and out of scenes. They're, I don't feel a bond between you know Craig and Toya, even though they live together. They, they live what do together. they think of each other? Not got a clue. And
1: what what does Toya? What do Toya and Imran as as professional couple? Think about the fact that they live with a teenage boy, basically.
3: Mm.
1: It's stupid. It is oh, oh, but but wouldn't it be lovely if you had like Asha and Nina and
3: yeah, whoever else again, wants to move in?
1: Because I assume that Summer's the same age as well.
0: Um, so, yeah, they're supposed to be. In
1: anyway, sorry, that's the end of it.
0: That's the end of it. I, I'm still I'm still loving this. It's very kind of low key stuff, isn't it? There's nothing major happening here, but the but. They're still having some great moments. Dev walking in on Corey was brilliant on Monday's episode, and Corey being such a little oh, he's he's
1: he's a scrape.
0: He's vile. He's really, really.
1: He's the turd. And he's the horrible.
0: I'm I'm glad that we're not supposed to be liking him because he's, he's so he's honestly he is so smarmy. nasty piece of work. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And and, and Asher can't see it. So that seems very good at playing, it. As well. uh, he he is. Just he, he is not scared of Dev at all. He's not scared I of Ardy. Know. He just he's just he's loves like, that he's my got Asha. Here, Yeah, got Exactly, her, exactly. Um so <laughs> that was good. The Nina chat was great in this story. I'm I'm loving the Allahans at the moment. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. More please. Um You wanted to you were a bit miffed at Kathy the other day, weren't you, when she was saying um
1: well, she had the sob story, she, wasn't it? Yeah, she it?
0: hasn't got any money, but I couldn't work in the cabin.
1: She basically said to Dev last week, "Like, oh, I'm destitute because I need a, I need a job, and, I, I can't get any, I can't work at the cabin." And then the reason that we find out that she can't work at the cabin is because she doesn't get on with Brian. She
0: doesn't get on with Brian, yeah, her partner. Hmm. So it's.
1: I find it. I find this. I've heard no this sympathy,
0: from uh, Kathy. But the
1: thing is that I've heard this from quite a lot of people saying. Um, you know this pandemic everyone's had to who's been in lockdown has had to spend a lot of time with their partners and the amount of people who he sort of will say to you with no i don't know don't seem to have any self-awareness about what they're actually saying. Or like, oh, it's terrible, I want to kill her or whatever. It's like, I've had the best six months of my life spending all my time with you. It's brilliant. Oh, thanks. But how, but how do you end up living with someone that you don't actually like and understand?
0: <laughs> I also wanted to have a bit of a complain or maybe it's not right I, what, what's going it, on like. at the chip shop because Dev still does own the chip shop doesn't he no, he, he, he seem to have forgotten about that why not sell the chip shop is the chip shop doing better business than the premium because likes... we never see anyone buying any chips in there but we okay, see lots of kebabs being bought
1: you don't see in there michael
0: the Anybody reason you don't working. see it
1: is because there's no drama
0: no drama and in the chip shop himself, can't talk of
1: my two businesses uh, which Spiller one causes me do... the most <laughs> amount of problems the chip the the kebab shop so I'll sell that okay chip okay. shop is very no maintenance once I got rid of Yana yeah it's plain sailing I was going to
0: say you can't beat the drama of Scylla and Yana trying to deep fry chicken uh, sorry a turkey on Christmas day think you just can't top it Um, yeah I would say maybe you consider selling that dev or offering Cathy some shifts in the chip shop does Chesney still manage the chip shop I it's a shame
1: know. it's a crying shame you can't sell it to, to Ray really
0: right yeah he's like I'm not interested in that end of the street you're alright um, what is
1: Mary's dolphin story oh I yeah I remember right, what's Mary's, happening.
0: she talks about didn't she have a, she had a conversation with a dolphin when she went out on a boat one time <laughs> I can't remember that was kind of funny but I don't remember much about it so I shall move on move on we've got tiny little stories basically yet again Daniel is leaving answer phone messages for Nikki. yet again Adam's warning him off of her saying she's a prostitute Daniel she's not your friend <laughs> Um, and then Nikki comes round and says you've left me twenty five messages and Daniel says actually it's twenty six. She wants to stop oh God, all this. You're a nerd. He says, "Well, um, I'm not. Let's t- be friends. Yes, just, yeah. Let's just be friends, and then maybe I wouldn't have to pay you for it. How do you fancy that?" And she's like, "Yes, that's a good idea.
1: You sucker." She's.
0: So they get agree to go for a drink together. So um, yeah, he he's in there. He seems to get exactly the same service, but without having to pay hundred and fifty pounds a What a businessman he is. I'm not into Nikki at all. Um, well, I think that we were supposed to like her after this, but I'm still it's still sticking in my crawl that she took that money from Adam without much question last week when he tried to get rid of her. But we didn't get to see enough of the story. There was literally three scenes in the whole week of this story. Maybe there's going to be more, and maybe we'll change our minds. Maybe we'll hunker down and doesn't still really the follow same
1: thing. the the. The direction I thought this was going in last week when she was sort of when we found out that she had a daughter Mm. and then she was desperately taking money, and you sort of imagined that she only worked because that was the way the only way she knew how to fend for her and a daughter. And single mum, you know, has to be a prostitute to earn a crust, just like lame is. Um, Oh, yeah. And so when she then says, Yeah, I'll find I'll be your friend and hang out with you. You have to wonder where the kid is. <laughs> I mean, she so maybe desperately needs maybe money for. she
0: will open up to Daniel about the child next week or something, and then we'll all feel sympathy for her. Just bring the
1: kid round. I, I, I would say to Daniel, look, if you're my friend, and you want me to stop charging you, you got to do something for me. So you babysit my kid while I go out on the game.
0: <laughs> well, we also had a bit of Todd Squad today, which is. Fairly unnecessary. I don't think we needed this story injected into Friday's a drama. A
1: happened this week, didn't it? A Gemma. Lot... Oh, wow. Guess what, everybody?
0: The security guard.
1: Is only. The uh, the the security guard they found in the canal on yes. Coronation Street.
0: What's the Johnny and Scott security guard?
1: The, the security guard they found in the canal is the only person you've seen in Coronation Street who is a character who has been a security guard in the last five years, and that is Cal.
0: <laughs> this is not the Johnny Has Got Security Guard everywhere, and that was a red herring.
1: That was a bizarre red herring. Like I said last time, how is it going to be a 30-year-old corpse wearing a security guard? You're outfit? right. So anyway, it's Cal, he reckons. Yeah, he's, yeah he because, doesn't know for because sure. Because Billy, that- Billy, is, Billy is operating on total Chronisha Street soap logic, which is that which is to say... That I know somebody who's a security guard. It must be him who's dead because there's nobody else who's got a speaking part in Weatherfield who's wears a security. Like, guards yeah, he's uniform. got a security
0: guard's uniform. What else do you I want? I don't know
1: anyone else who wears one.
0: It's like the uh, the Monty Python Holy Grail scene when they go and burn in the witch. How do you know she's a witch?
1: Because she looks like one.
0: How do you know it's Kel? Because
1: he's wearing a uniform.
0: <laughs> also, the description matches apparently. So yeah, as far as Billy's yeah, concerned, yeah, because middle aged
1: security guards.
0: Yeah, they. you don't don't get many of them for a dozen, yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so they're just worried about how Paul will feel if he finds out about it, aren't they? I
1: think Paul's going to be thrilled.
2: I don't think he will.
1: Really. Billy says, I don't know how to tell him, um, and then he acts weird when Paul comes back, so he thinks it's about Todd, but Billy doesn't say he thinks he's going to get upset but um, I think honestly,
0: Paul happens to bring up Paul, doesn't he like oh my past was so tragic Oh, I, I hope nobody mentions Kelly again I hope nobody
1: brings up Kel um, so because I don't like, want to oh. crack open a case of champagne when I find out he's been dragged out of a canal as a corpse
0: and then what was it that you wanted to say to me Billy
1: nothing, nothing. <laughs>
0: Look, I've got you have a plate of Monster Munch to distract you. <gasps> oh, basically. Oh, my favourite. It's oh, my second birthday. You've got those
1: mini party eggs. <laughs> no, Paul, it's not your birthday anymore. i a scotch egg like a grown-up.
0: Uh, anyway, so I guess that's going to be coming into the show next week, so we'll leave our speculation to that. Um, what Another do you day. think about Cal and the Canal? interesting thing. So twist. you reckon
1: it definitely is Cal, Cal. Oh, probably. I, I don't understand how they would have two red herrings for the security guard because uh, really, at the end of the day, the twist could only be from this. It's actually nobody that we know, so therefore the whole thing is completely unsatisfying. The question is, this.
0: how did Cal get in the canal? Did he Paul throw... pushed him in. Oh, yeah, um, mm. I did As a birthday was... present
1: to himself. I think... <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs>
0: there you go. There uh, go I guess the two options are he threw himself into the canal when he realised what a horrible monster he was and the what second have I he was, become realised what a horrible monster he was and pushed him well, into the canal well didn't
1: Bernie have a big effort to try to out him as a pedo well
0: yeah that's why um, Chesney and Gemma's house was set on fire wasn't it because they thought they were attacking Kel so it would make sense would if make somebody sense actually got to him if somebody
1: decided to become a um, avenger of justice what they called vigilante over the, the yeah. pandemic break yeah I mean, some people A took Castlefield
0: up. Castlefield Vigilante.
1: Some people took up, like, baking and knitting. Yeah. Pushing pedos Pushing into canals <laughs> is another thing, I yeah. guess. And then um, when you're
0: back to work after lockdown, oh, what did you do during the lockdown? Do? Well, <laughs> uh,
1: Sourdough. day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's it. That's it. Finally, this is a very long street talk, but you know we did have an extra <laughs> half an hour to talk about this week. We'd yeah, you wait keep till next week. Try and keep it over two hours next week, but the Why? time has come.
1: Did you have fun talking? I did. I thought
0: it was a, a very enjoyable today. Um, we've got to score it, and we've got to get Ooh, our character the week.
3: Isn't it? <laughs> As <laughs> so I said at the very beginning funny.
0: of this, this was not a five. This wasn't a five. The, the the Daniel and Nicky story a bit, mm, there were things it's with the password that was a bit mm, Shona <laughs> like you said I'm until like, oh, yes, that's real um, the Friday Tim and Yasmeen stuff and, and Jeff and all that is like oh, they should have done and made a bit more of that on Friday the sinkhole I was led to believe it was going to be a bit more exciting than it was but maybe that's just you my own fault completely my things. own fault that's not um,
1: the thing is also there's always like a bit of a golden rebound Effect there is when you've watched dire episodes one after the other for weeks on end, starting to wonder why you even watch this program. Then when it gets really good, I think you award it bonus points because it's not. No, there were some
0: superb scenes this week. It
1: was really good. I
0: mean, Tim. What was I worried about? Tim having a go at Jeff in the kitchen. Sally trying to sneak the book out (laughs) with Jeff. Uh, The police coming to get Jeff in the end. Load of great stuff there um the the stuff with the hole was quite exciting so that gets it at least half a point just just for putting a giant hole hole in in, in david's garden what was the
1: name of that horror movie where they had bugs like tremors
0: yeah um the the ollie wobble stuff kind of exciting that's moving on tragic stuff great acting character from the past has reappeared dev brilliant (laughs) stuff the the, Michael, the Mr Peck you Mr. Could have just done it this there this at the
1: beginning if you were gonna.
0: This is recap. how most podcasts manage to stay underneath the yeah. half an hour, isn't it? Just it's like just
1: briefly describe, bullet point. Yeah.
0: So there was a lot of good. Um, I am feeling. Oh, it's hard. It's it's really hard because I'm going between a four and a four and a half.
1: Really. Yeah. I was going between a three and a half and a four. I think it's four for me. I'm going to give it four faces like an underdone panini, which is what happens when you <laughs> fall asleep on Audrey's corduroy sofa.
0: <laughs> oh, I feel like... You're right, it is a bit of a rebound effect. If I gave it a four and a half, was it really a four and a
1: half? No. Or am
0: I just being mean? If I don't mean. say it was...
1: Do what you want. Nobody's I'm going to go
0: for a four and I've got a feeling... That our Facebook group is going to be scoring higher this. I think than this. the
1: Facebook group will score it. There was an the month, awful lot of grade, but
0: there was some... Oh, yeah, we'll get some fires but yeah. no doubt, for this week. But I I feel justified in being able to point out some bits that didn't work as well as they could have done, <laughs> um, I thought, this week. I think, think you'll week.
1: find so that the I, soil type of weather field has actually been established as very rocky and unlikely to develop the criteria needed to make a sinkhole due to a sewer
0: I don't know what to rate it. I've got a few options here, so I just want to read out a few of my favourite ones. Oh, there are so many good ones I wanted to read out. I could give it four wet weekends that Alia calls a boyfriend. (laughs) I
1: could could
0: give it four extramarital relationships with a robot. I could give it four officers from the Yogurt Police. That's my favourite one. So maybe I'll go for that one.
1: Officers from the Yogurt Police.
0: character of the week.
1: Oh no, this is the toughie. It, uh, people are going to say Tim, aren't they? People
0: because are going to say Tim, and I'm,
1: Tim's managed to stop being a dick. I'm kind of, I'm kind of going there. No, I you
0: love, don't get rewarded for doing what you should have
1: been doing. I love
0: Dev this two week. Two months ago, I, I I, 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 I really enjoyed watching Leanne this week, although we didn't see a whole lot of her. I
1: like Kath, cyborg boyfriend.
0: You can't give it to him. <laughs> I, I enjoyed David as always. Jeff was fantastic to watch. Um, Sally, for being brave and going in there to get the laptop, although I did give it to Sally last week. I'm gonna to go, Tim. To I'm sorry. I I I really enjoyed Tim. Out. Um, he's out he's back. House. I'm sure I'm not gonna stay loving him. I don't think there's gonna be many other opportunities for me to give Tim character the week. No,
1: probably not. This is I this is, is his finest moment for Tim. years. I
0: really want to love Tim, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of that. I'm gonna say it is Tim this week for me.
1: Well, I'm glad that Tim fans finally got to see Tim being heroic. And he was... It was really good. Um, really good scenes. If you if you like Tim as a character, you would be vindicated for being a fan of him because he um, stood up to his dad and told him what for. Yeah,
0: and the, and the way Joe played it was was spot on, I thought, as well. That bit where he pointed it at Jeff and was like, I've never done that to my wife. I've never shoved a camera in her face.
1: <laughs> I yeah. also loved Jeff's, like... um in Bartholomew's performance with Jeff this week, when he realised that his laptop was yeah. missing, oh, so many bits fantastic. where he had been unmasked. He's really fantastic at playing that and recovering as well. He's so so many nuances, so so good at at acting. For Jeff, so like is, is Jeff your character of the week? I, no, he can't be because he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> you can Pat Phelan,
0: Jammer is our number two. character of the week, joint with Sally at the moment. We, we've I, I found out so. Uh, if you, give, if you give it to Sally, Sally this week then no. Sally's going to pick feeling it's going to happen no. one of these days
1: no Sally's not going to get a no um I actually think I'm going to give it to death.
0: I thought you might. I thought you might. <laughs> Did you justify your choice? Oh, because it I was, was funny. It.
1: it was funny. It was effortlessly to me. It was effortlessly funny and stupid. But he pulled it off. I think he pulled it off. I can't keep apologising for liking something on the assumption See, that other people won't. This
0: is me and but, Reg Holdsworth right here. Yeah,
1: but it was corny and silly and and ridiculous. But he also managed in the same scene to like. Go on the phone to find out that his daughter has been having it off with the evil kid that's causing him all his money problems. Yeah, all the
0: scenes where he had to argue with Asher, where he where he yeah. told Corey to sling his hook was brilliant. He he got everything spot on this. And movie did Jimmy. also,
1: he's just really good. He's one thing that I think that people don't really notice that Jimmy Harkinson's good at is is playing a very wary, tired. We, weary
0: or
1: weary. Weary. Right. Like, he's drained. Like, he, when he was yeah. trying to do his sums, and he's just like, oh, you guys should really be self-sufficient by now. And I'm here trying to juggle these businesses and people and just constantly being disappointed and <clears throat> like trying to plead with Cathy and getting nowhere. And he's really got no allies or he hasn't got a wife or a girlfriend to back him up. He hasn't. He can't share his burdens with anybody. Mm. Oh, I just feel really bad for him. It must be awful. So bad for Being a single moment. parent of kids of any age, I yeah. can't imagine how difficult that would be. But it's interesting that they're exploring it a little bit with Dev. I'd like to see a bit more. Mm.
3: Mm.
1: It's kind of difficult to um, sympathise with someone who's having a hard time because they've got three businesses and their children are going to, <laughs> to private school. You know, <laughs> that's a bit um, out of touch, but. You know the general sentiment of being. Well, you know, know Dev. The first when,
0: when I first when I think about Dev, the first thing I think of is snob.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Was it's that cool. from this
0: week when I people think really so, said yeah. that? Like no, maybe. No, I not. don't think so.
1: <laughs> buffoon, maybe.
0: Yeah, lovable buffoon. Well, I think that's it. I think we've finally reached the end well, of the street talk, yeah, but We've got some news to talk about, some some sad news and some good news. So um, yeah, I think it's time we moved Let's move onto on. the cabin. And it is time for the news, and we got some sad news first. We We've got an R.I.P. to um, a past Coronation Street actor, Rodney Litchfield, who played Wilf Morton back in two thousand and seven. Sadly, passed away last Saturday. Um, he was eighty-one. Um, yeah, sad news. I, mean, I think I mean he's going to be have been a character that a lot of current listeners to the podcast and viewers might not know and might not remember because he was only in like twenty-two episodes or or, or so, and as you know, part of the, the Morton clan, who were quickly forgotten, but. I remember him. He was he was like the granddad. He was a bit of a con artist. He was a he's a, a bit of a dodgy geezer, really. And um, when the uh, talking about the character, not the actor, of course. Mm. Uh, yeah, because there was Mel Morton, who was one of the numerous members of the Morton family. She uh, goes on to become a police officer, and he is not happy to hear that she's joining the other side, as it were. Um, There's also something funny um, in in. Father's Day that year, 2007, when he wrote an obituary for himself and sent it into the Gazette just, just for a joke. So um, I can't remember who it was. Blanche or someone maybe read in the paper on that day oh, that he died. No. I don't know. He he made he made sporadic appearances during 2007 and I think he pretty much disappeared without trace. Um, but, yeah, obviously still still very sad to hear that news. Well, the actor's so,
1: also been in Emmerdale, Shameless, Heartbeat, A Touch of Frost. Yeah, yeah, he's been patology, in a load of stuff. Doctors, Early Doors you been yeah. in loads of things, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, sad. Let's move on to some happy news. Gemma, I'll give you the happy news oh, this yeah, time. Yeah, I
1: get to say the happy news. You do. Happy um, news time, Gemma. Hooray! Corey has <laughs> won Best Soap at the TV Choice <laughs> now, say Award. It like you mean it. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! They get this is great! Awards. And also, Jack P. Shepard um, won Best Actor. And Shelley King won Best Actress. Yes, Best Soap actress,
0: Best Soap actress. This is brilliant. So So it was, was it Monday night, Tuesday night? I can't remember now. And obviously they couldn't have the awards like they normally do. Um, And Shelley King had put a tweet out on Sunday, maybe, saying, oh, make sure you tune in for the live streaming of the, the TV Choice Awards on Monday, Tuesday, whenever it was. And I was like... Hmm, Shelley doesn't Make tweet sure you very much. tune
1: in for me losing to Dolly Rose Campbell <laughs> because she was also up for She
0: was. It was two current actress. actresses against I, and a I couple said, of others. I was
1: worried I, I sometimes the they split the vote between the the, the um yeah. the fans, but um I think everyone would agree that Shelley King's had a really good year and oh, yeah, she I am is a lot really of, for of her. A, an award
0: absolutely for this for this amazing storyline because um, i <laughs> it was it was streamed at seven o'clock i think and i didn't know how long it would be i was expecting you know like award show length but the the whole thing was only half an hour you can go to tv I I watched... .co. UK or something like that and, and this watch is it the
1: one that is normally
0: this this is i can't remember whether this is used i think it's usually a behind closed doors thing but the, oh, they, right. they 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 haven't done it like this before i was i was. Expecting I was really? wondering whether... I didn't know how it'd be. I thought, yeah. So when I tuned in at mm. about, you know, 7.40 or something, I thought, well, they won't put the soaps on first, so I'll be able to wait and see. But then, yeah, it turned out it was all, all over and done with, so I got the treble whammy of uh, Jack Shelley and Corrie uh, watching, uh, accepting Winning. their awards. It was all pre-recorded stuff. I, because I also I was thinking... Are we gonna? Do, do they know already? They must have known because they had they had done this pre recorded stuff. Of course I they didn't, knew. No, but I, no, I didn't realize this until. Well, yeah. I saw the video, and there was there, there was some quite funny clips, weren't there? Of, oh, it was um,
1: really funny and awkward um, because they were like they had to just all stand there to camera and say thank you for my award, and all the their fellow actors were like, "Well, I'm so proud of you," and. Um, Ben Price was like, "No, you can't." Jack, Jack B Shepherd can't have won best actor. No, it's funny. <laughs> it's about time because as
0: as David, sorry, oh my gosh, I just said it. As Jack pointed out, Oops. <laughs> what a faux pas! How embarrassing in the video. This is his first TV Choice Award, and he has got so few best actor awards, hasn't he, across his. Uh, twenty year career on Coronation Street. It's a it's a crying shame and a mystery, but I'm really, really pleased with him that he's oh, it's finally been recognised. And in a year when David hasn't had a huge storyline, has he? Um, so but obviously, the it. most important thing here is that he beat Danny Dyer, who he was That's going the up against. So. That's the
1: most amazing so part. So I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
0: Danny Dyer, oh. anyway, of this podcast for no particular reason. He doesn't even know who we are.
1: <laughs> no, I know.
0: He has <laughs> just- no idea. Also, he's the descendant of a kingdom, you know. <laughs> oh, God, he's got a like,
1: He'll beat us up.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it's him that winds me up Just, just. You know, thinking about him.
1: Because he is full of bravado and you're a, a gentleman.
0: He's a proper geezer that <laughs> Danny is Dyer. A bit, isn't anyway, can well, we, it's not huge...
1: slag off Danny Dyer section. No, This it's is not. A well it's done it's coronation. Congratulations. To you.
0: congratulations, fantastic. Jack, um, and Shelley as well. They had Barty and um, Sarah doing a little well done well, to, I'm to so her didn't of you. they? And then
1: we also had um, we had Jane Danson and Simon Gregson mm-hmm. accepting the award on behalf of Coronation Street. Um,
0: not at all reading from an auto. Not cue. at all like they were in a
1: hostage not. video. Definitely,
0: definitely not. It's well, not Gemma, like they read
1: lines for a living or anything.
0: Can I ask, as, as your resident <laughs> fashionista, do you agree with me oh, that right, Jane yeah. Danson's treble duck jumper oh, was... Lovely just Perfect for Absolutely. accepting a Coronation Street like, Award in the 60th anniversary.
1: What
0: yeah. she was doing. Yeah, we also they had uh, Patty said something for that, didn't she? Oh, yeah. In she, she was hilarious. As Mary she was like, oh, I'm going to make a hat out of this. And uh, Sal said something, there, yeah. lovely
1: dress.
0: Um, I can't remember um, who else. Uh, uh, Dan Brocklebank. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. um, and maybe someone else, I can't remember. Anyway, I was I was really, really chuffed it was for that. Nice I, to watch I that. didn't know what to expect. I'd forgotten that the awards were coming up until Shelley put that tweet out the other day, and I was thinking, oh, I, it'd be nice if Coronation. She's doing something, but you never can tell, can you? oh no, you know, we can't tell because we don't year. watch the other soaps. No, no. So we've got no idea whether... Well, d- well all we know yeah. is that Emmerdale is apparently going down the pan. Emmer- uh, EastEnders has been not around. been on, although I hear very good things about this week's EastEnders because they went back to their 20-minute um, non-socially distanced glass-screened episodes and uh, people said it was very good, but not as good as this week's Corrie. Apart from Nowhere. the bit
1: where... One of the characters is licking the glass down <laughs> the
0: middle of the sofa. Um, speaking of programs, we had two Coronation Street specials this week, didn't we? The Famous Faces one on Monday, Ooh, we're really and being then spoiled. the Liz McDonald special on Wednesday. Um, I thought they were both pretty good. I enjoyed. I mean, that, that is not often. Like we said, with a lot of the other icons programs, we don't really see much of um, many programs dedicated to to Liz. So seeing some of our old scenes was cool.
1: Not many. We had Charlie Lawson appear like on that as well,
0: didn't we? And um, I remember they they showed all the classic list scenes, getting stuck on a balcony and and uh, kind of behind Lloyd's sofa. And they had that yeah, one funny. on one of the uh, other clip shows as well, didn't they? But that yeah. was brilliant. But that that was a great old program. Um, and the the famous faces one, like I said the other day, they'll have a section on um old oh, Gandalf. They'll have a sec. Who was the yes, other person Gandalf. they had a section on?
1: Don't, oh, um, oh, the comedian who went out with Oh, yeah, study. Peter
0: Kay, Peter Kay. I'm glad that because I still, I've never seen those episodes because those were broadcast no, when I was... No, he was so funny. He was brilliant.
1: I have to say, I do think I'm prejudiced against special guest stars now. Why? Because, because I was like, oh, here we go. It's Peter K's bits, expecting them to be naff. But when yeah, no, I watched him, he was really funny. Yeah, that
0: was broadcast when I was living in France for nine months. So I, I read about it at the time and I went to the Coronation Street Visual Update site. Who remembers that? And saw little pictures of it, but I've never seen it. So I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be on the DVD. So we'll be able to watch Maybe. that properly when we get around to the early 2000s. But that was great. And then they just had you tiny little bits about lots of other stars. They even managed to try tried to get away because they flashed a load of pictures up, didn't they? Like, Look, this person was in it, this person was in it. And some of them is like... Rula Lenska, I I don't know whether, yes, she was famous when she came into Coronation Street, but I wouldn't call her a special guest star, somebody who was in and out of it for 10 years. And Maureen Littman, they had her being Lillian Spencer as well. There really
1: is a bit of a fine line between this person's a celebrity who we managed to get into Coronation Street and this person's a famous actor who did acting in Coronation Street, which I would argue was... Um, Maureen Lipman, you know, like yeah, yeah, totally. She's famous for being an actress. It's not. I'm not surprised that she was in Coronation Street. Mm. I mean, maybe she is a bit more high profile than some yeah. of the other big names. it was a bit but. strange
0: to see her. They had um, uh, what was his name? Jim Moir as well. Recent yeah. recently played Colin Cullen and um, yeah, it, it was it was quite an interesting program. Just and they had Les
1: Dennis. Dennis. Oh yeah, Les Dennis, didn't know Again, oh. I don't
0: think I'd count him. As curry famous faces because of course he was famous before Coronation Street. I would but, um, because he was I, not th- a I don't think he made.
1: I don't think he made it. Yeah, but I don't think he made a name as an actor before being right, in Coronation right, Street.
0: So yeah, maybe I suppose. Suppose I you're don't right. Know. Anyway, that was a great. It's not programme. like the
1: bill where they can go look at all these famous people who were in the bill for five seconds, hmm. like Kira Knightley. And yeah,
0: I guess you're right. Um, but anyway, that's it. All of the specials are now done because we've got our six episodes next week. Oh
1: no, summer.
0: <laughs> I want to say I want to see next week whether you're still all knowing that. Maybe no, I'm on deadline next week as well, and I'm
1: already tired, oh, and I'm not, not even started.
0: Oh. <laughs> we'll we'll plough through it anyway.
1: Oh. Um, that
0: is it for huh? our news this week. I've got no more news to give you, but I do have some feedback to give you. So um, here so it comes it. right now. Right, let's do some feedback. We have got three point three seven five. Out of five for last week's Coronation Street, methinks that this week will get slightly higher than that. John gave it three bits of grief porn out of five, whilst Hill chose to relate to rate it three spearmint rhinos on the cobbles out of five. Um, my favourite one, I think, was Abby, who gave it three ninjas in a cardigan <laughs> out of five. But there were a couple of other good ones. Thank you very much to everybody that voted. Go and vote, vote, vote for this week. I'm really yeah. excited to I want see. To know what everyone thinks. I want to know what everyone thinks. Are we on the low side to go with four? I've got a feeling that there's going to be more four and a half to five. But oh, I don't know. If I feel some it? people might get mad. We will have to see. Yeah. Um, I w- also wanted to write down a few Facebook comments about this week's Coronation Street because we were inundated on our Facebook groups with comments, weren't we? Because people were so so into Monday and Wednesday's yeah, episode Yes, so everyone and had a great today's, time. Today's I, I haven't had much chance to see today's because we're recording now. Mm-hmm. But um, Lee said I got unexpectedly. emotional during the confrontation between tim and jeff when tim screamed that he'd never get in sally's face or intimidate her like jeff did he i really felt the shock and devastation from joe Dutteen. really great acting Adrian points out Sally was also be oh, celebrated. This, yeah. in. He said, How lovely is Sally? Absolutely lovely to Tim as he finally saw the truth. Not a single hint of I told you so and handling her own feelings while simultaneously helping Thray through it. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen a female character so on top of things and being all things to all people. Tanisha Gorey was amazing too. Very little to do, but I think that might be harder than having a big scene to pull off. She's so natural in her manner. Everyone else has a pretty good night too. That's nice. Interesting what he was saying about Faye as well, because we didn't really get to see any of the fallout from Faye today, did we? No. A lot of it was, how's Tim going to cope with the fact that this guy who he's known all his life is a lion? I know his life is longer than Faye's, but this is still her granddad who she's looked up in to and sat ways. on the knee of and had Werther's originals of for the last 18 well, years. yeah,
1: not really that long.
0: Oh no! Of course, because he's only—he's only not been
1: in her life for very long. She, that's has
0: he? very, very true. Okay? But I will point out—maybe she's a bit too old for the originals. I Disney when she was came into the show But okay,
1: it is easier to idolize grandparents as being great people than it is parents sometimes because parents have to do all the nitty-gritty of being hot, you know, doing yeah. the hard stuff and telling you no and disciplining you and stuff. Whereas your grandparents—they really have a bit of a head start. Mm. In in being like the cool ones, yeah, they just you, swan
0: in with their presents. Yeah,
1: give you lavish things on you, take you on trips and to say the beach, how great yeah. you are, and buy you things, yeah. and and um, that you never really see a a really negative side of your grandparents like you would do with your with your parents. Well, I mean, but, some
0: people do, but well, some people do. Yeah, but I, I'd be interested so I to something. see. I'd be interested to see what Faye how Faye reacts. Yeah, I don't I want would them are. to say forget it about be... Faye now, she's done her job, she's hacked into the computer. Although, <laughs> no, she didn't hack in, did she? She uh she found the files um yeah, so let let's see a bit more of favor with this. Uh, Chad said character of the week might have to be Tim this week, see so that's what I said. Incredible performance by Joe Dutton and an excellent script by Ellen Taylor. See I didn't even notice. I never the first remember two to look. Monday and Wednesday are both Ellen Taylor episodes and they were superbly really scripted, good. so well yeah, done. Yeah. Five out of five he says for those scenes. Matthew says, How small are David's feet? So I just wanted to add that one in because when everyone else is praising Sally and Tim and Jeff and all the acting and everything, what Matthew wanted to know is David's feet look incredibly small. Probably There's wanting to buy him some shoes. Here. As a fellow four, small-footed person, and so I say, big back enough. off David, Matthew.
1: David Matthew?
0: Back off David, comma, Matthew. Oh,
1: okay. They're big enough that you don't fall over forwards when you're standing, and that's the main thing.
0: <laughs> when you're standing on the edge of a sinkhole. <laughs> for the other people, he'd have just the closer, he probably would have been balanced a bit too far and would have gone head first, wouldn't he?
1: Well, do you, do you men feel self-conscious about having small feet? Because I'd certainly feel self-conscious for having large feet. You don't
0: have large feet.
1: I have pretty big feet what for size a woman. feet? They're sevens, which is big for a woman. It's like the last size you can be.
0: Before you become before, a man.
1: Before, <laughs> before you turn into a man. That's no, true no before my, you start having is, to have special shoes. My
0: feet are size eight. Yeah. So we're just a size away. Can't Aww. bury your shoes, though. No, I do Can't wear your slippers sometimes. You do. Right, we have got a voicemail from Joseph <laughs> to kick things off properly with this week. Yeah. So let's have a listen and see what Joseph has been thinking about Corey
2: recently. Hi, Michael and Gemma. It's me, Joseph, from Las Vegas. Um, I know Friday's episode, by the time I'm sending this voicemail, hasn't aired yet. So I'm just going to be recapping Mondays and Wednesday's epic episodes. Um, I was not disappointed. <laughs> Um, surprisingly, I think what made me not be disappointed is how everything got revealed. I think just having both Sally and Faye be with Tim to witness all of this on video, um, seeing the video of Yasmin, um, was much—really, really powerful. Um, luckily I was the only one by myself in the break room when I was watching during lunch break. And I had to talk about it to my coworker who is a little bit familiar of what's going on with Coronation Street. Um, I just only been telling her the big storyline with this whole Jeff and Yasmin, And luckily enough, we was pretty chill, um, during our part of our shift where I was able to just show her the Wednesday's episode, but just fast forwarding the other, um, smaller storylines in my opinion um and she enjoyed it she was like surprised and then she applauded tim's performance as well um i cannot wait to see how things unfold and hopefully we're much closer to the end result of this whole jeff and storyline um probably sooner than we think um can't wait to listen to the podcast okay bye thank you joseph I,
0: I like how he goes into the break room to watch Coronation Street. Can't wait till he gets home. He has to go and watch it at work when he's his break. It must be quite break.
1: fun to watch it
0: on your break. I don't know. I'd be worried that there'd be too many distractions and things. I might be called back to work and stuff. But um, it's cool that he's got his co worker that he can he watch it with, he's cool. even though kind of, they're only part following it. <laughs> I, I do wonder like sometimes that like, when it's a really good episode would that be an episode to try and introduce other people to, to correlation with yeah, would yeah. They join how it? much is it
1: reliant on you knowing the context yeah. of the characters because we
0: when last year when they had the other factory roof collapsed just the episode four i think that we had rachel around for dinner yeah. and she watched that and she was getting quite into it, she actually, was, it wasn't, yeah. yeah so i think you gotta be a curry fan to truly appreciate all of the nuances of this week but um yeah I wonder what the ratings will say well i do know that coronation street is definitely a couple of million ahead of eastenders at the beginning of this week on their comeback as well so that's quite cool um we have got an email from stephanie next would you like to read this would you like (laughs) me to read this
1: you decide i'll
0: read it stephanie says dearest jemma and michael and abby greetings from the crazy canadian cat lady although (laughs) this week is not yet done i'm thoroughly enjoying corrie I recently caught up with the UK. 15 episodes in a row. Oh my gosh. gosh. My brain hurts after a while. That reminds me I've still got a load of classic Coronation streaks from ITV3 to catch up on. So, it's a wonderful new experience to go on the Facebook group and understand the context about what's being posted. (laughs) Welcome back from your camping trip, Gemma. My family went camping every summer growing up, which sounds exciting until you know that I grew up in the country, so camping was literally half an hour drive from my house. (laughs) I haven't been camping in years, mostly because I don't like to sleep outside and I I enjoy indoor Plumbing. Also in Canada, you need to be more aware of the variety of wildlife that will either kill you, bears, or destroy your stuff, like raccoons and skunks.
1: I'll have you know, Stephanie, that when you go to the New Forest and you camp in a New Forest um, camping site from the the actual wildlife people, you sometimes will find a pony eating your bread,
0: and, and they have balls, don't they? I thought and thought
1: you that's made, only... they have balls, like the ponies balls. have balls. <laughs>
0: No. And that's only half an hour away from us, and that's not where you camped the other no. the other week, was it? But you New saw Forest wild ponies. lizards last week, didn't Oh, you? yeah,
1: we did, yeah. New Forest ponies will, will mess you up. They'll
0: attack you. They look pretty. <laughs>
1: But, but they're not they exactly on guard. the same level as a bear or a raccoon or a skunk. I don't understand. How do you put up with these mammals running all over the place like they're like the only joint?
0: On to this week's show, says Stephanie. <laughs> Finally, the penny dropped for Tim. I understand his need to believe his own father, especially if Jeff was the only parental figure figure around for him but the scales have finally come off his eyes. I'm glad the storyline's moving forward as it's been a bit stagnant with the entire drama following a circular narrative for the past few weeks. I did like the scene with Alia last week and the wine bottle though. I'm pretty sure I yelled at the TV for her to give him a matching scar on the other side of his neck. Well, she was standing on the wrong side of him for that to happen. She would have just reopened the old wound, I think. Um, I'm really also enjoying seeing David and Sarah together. This is what I've been mm-hmm. saying. The actors play off each other so well and it's very easy to think of them as siblings. They know yeah. exactly which buttons to push, but still be there for each other. Anyone with siblings knows the feeling of wanting to throttle them and hug them at the same time, as well as tease them until they run and tell mum on you. I don't know how often I want to hug my sister.
1: No, you're not very... Um... <laughs>
0: Do you never. not remember being well, like that, that when you were a
1: kid, though? I don't think we were. Oh, well, I was. I think
0: we were just all argumentative at the time, really, just like tolerating it. each other. You,
1: did you never like do the thing where you like have a fight and then you attack them and then you're like, sorry, sorry, don't tell mom.
0: I don't think we did. Because you were. I mean, it's not hold- like we're not close, but yeah, we were. We were never. Close. We were never huggy, huggy, huggy or anything. Well, we just squabbled and bickered, and or or were were pleasant to each other.
1: Pleasant, you boring kids. We
0: text each other pictures of cats every so often now. You don't even talk to her normally, do you? To finish off, Stephanie says, I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed your Manchester YouTube video series. Thanks. For us Canadians, it's expensive to travel to the UK and a trip to Manchester as well as the studios is something a lot of us will never be able to do. So thank you for letting us live vicariously through you guys. Michael, your editing was great. And Gemma, your filming was fantastic.
1: (gasps) Finally, some credit. Thank you very much. (laughs) Stephanie's... One of the few people not trying to berate me for not being in the videos and recognising my amazing filming skills because let's face it, when you're on screen talent, you can't be behind the camera too.
0: True. <laughs> I gift this week's four and a half Tracy stuffed marrows out of five. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was mentioned today, wasn't it? Uh, uh, earlier this week because um, that, was the, when, that was when Steve agreed to stay around Nick's and uh, aunt's house for two because Tracy the was The baton cooking, has
3: been
1: passed yeah, down.
0: The baton, the, the marrow shaped baton, yeah. Uh, character of the week is Tim, if only for the moment when he yelled that he'd never stick a phone in his wife's face while she was cowering in front of him. See, I'm right on the same page as you there, Stephanie. Not like Gemma here.
1: I'm not going... Death.
0: I'm remaining true what?
1: to my principles of not liking Tim.
0: I know, I know.
1: I don't know what he could do to make me like him.
0: Are oh, you were impressed with him this week. I think if he stays down this route...
1: No.
0: Come on, you can no. do it.
1: No, I'll never forgive him for ruining Sally's political career and acting like he did nothing wrong and i think the most the thing that galls me the most about it is the fact that the show doesn't seem to think he did anything wrong either
0: and luring it's incredibly
1: misogynistic yeah he is he's a he right nancy (laughs) Nancy says, Uh it was interesting to see Alia with a broken bottle ready to do something to Jeff. I have to wonder why Alia never calls Imran about her troubles with him. She seems to think she can handle things herself. I think Sally will be the one to help Yasmeen, but in the end, Yasmin will save herself. Yeah, i thought that
0: Imran could be involved in this story a little bit more. I mean he is on I mean he is obviously Yasmin's um brief. I mean if he's gonna he's, be
1: tangentially involved in anything, it would make sense to be this rather than Ollie.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I suppose he's got his, his hands full with I've that, got my really, own troubles. He's also kind of on the sub- minor sidelines with Adam on the Carrie and Maria storyline, isn't he? There's
1: only so many pies he's you just, can put your fingers he's, in.
0: He's on the outskirts of many storylines. He just needs to get can right in stuck it? in there.
1: No. Right, so... Um, <clears throat> I have to wonder if Daniel will want to have a proper relationship with Nicky. How long will this relationship last? I think Adam has taken on Ken's role in trying to help Daniel out. I was wondering why Peter is not doing this though.
0: Yeah, Peter could have been there as the as the wise advice giver, couldn't he?
1: I feel that we will see more instances of Shona saying or acting inappropriately. I think they are trying to show us what can happen when someone is recovering from a shot in the head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she wasn't shot in the head.
1: <laughs> We're Just spreading misinformation. Again,
0: don't believe us.
1: Listen, what well, sometimes yeah, I I talk non- Everyone knows I talk nonsense, but I don't think people appreciate the quantity of nonsense I I spout. Quite a lot of it. <laughs> Shona and David will get back together eventually, she says. The Johnny and Scott storyline is starting to get more intense. I feel that Scott is out for revenge and he makes a good villain.
0: Yeah, nothing happened without this, so he did it.
1: Dev should get help with his finances. I hope he doesn't end up selling the kebab shop to Ray. Asher still does not realise that Corey is trouble. It was a great scene between Dev and Kathy.
0: I don't think he needs to sell the kebab shop to Ray, does he? I don't think Ray needs Ray's to go that far down the street. The it's, the, it's the corner shop that's risky, isn't it? Unless
1: he wants because to leverage closer selling to the, the kebab shop to Cathy and Brian in return for him buying the cabin.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm, he could do. Dev could sell the cabin, could sell the prima donna to Brian and Kathy if he buys the cabin off them.
3: Mm. I
0: hadn't thought of that because the cabin's the one that's there at the moment it's like he's not, he's not he's tried not to buy like that, that. There and he must want it. Hmm. Theory.
1: <laughs> theory. Ooh. Ooh, theory. Like what you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> no one seems to be doing anything at uh, um, world, It's unbelievable. I thought they had these big plans for it. What was Sean doing to make up his time? Why did Nick want it so badly?
0: So many questions.
1: I'll give, it, I'll give it, this week, three episodes, three broken hoovers.
0: That's last week, of course, we're still talking about.
1: character of the week is Adam. He is trying to do something for the good of the Barlow family.
0: Oh, yeah, she also emailed us afterwards. I'll pop this in at the end asking whether we ever watched Corrie's, Coronation Street After Hours, which is no. when they did in 1999, I think, when they had Steve they had and Cram going down. <laughs> it was It was late night stuff. It was when they went down to Brighton, saw Vicky and Bette and, and Reg, and then went over to Calais. I saw it when it was on, but I haven't seen it for like 20 years now, so I don't remember much about it.
1: Maybe that, we'll talk about that.
0: Well, yeah, I think when we get to there for the DVD, to the late 90s, it it'd probably be worth watching a bit of that, because it well, probably I'd won't be like, on the DVD. I, a...
1: I would quite like to watch some of these obscure spin-off shows, like Brothers Grimm or whatever it's called. Oh,
0: right? yeah, pardon the expression. Yeah. Maybe we can do that another year. Rebecca says, so glad Sally knows about the camera, but I don't know how much they can do as Jeff threw it away in the bin. Unless all the files... That, see, this is all, this is Jeff, Rebecca theorising. We know everything that's happened with this now. So she says, unless the files of Jeff either look on Yasmin in the box or the stabbing is still on the computer. No, see, Rebecca didn't figure out what it would be as well. Same with me. I do agree with Michael, though, she says, that the earlier joys destroying speed dial was a bit meh, but I had expected more. So my fault, I suppose. I was surprised to hear about Ali too. However, I like Ryan being a supportive boyfriend and standing up for Alia in front of Jeff. Also love how Sally is still not being sucked in by Jeff or manipulated. And yes, I do think the alcohol was part of Jeff's plan. As one of you said, alcohol is Alia's Achilles heel. Loving Adam this week. He's like the voice of the viewers calling Daniel out on Nicky and saying he needs help. I also like seeing Tracy. I'm glad they mentioned her shielding. Although, good point. Why is Carla not shielding? I'm glad they mentioned that Nikki has a daughter, as that makes more sense why she's so patient listening to Daniel talking about Bertie. I think Daniel will think that Nikki has taken Adam's money, accused her, have a fight, and then Daniel finds out that she was late because her daughter hurt herself or some other good reason, and they agree to start again as friends. <sighs> that was a long theory. Scott is so after Jenny as revenge, but oh. hopefully no, don't. But hopefully Jenny will tell him if it happens to get lost. Get lost. If, if he has, sorry, Jenny will tell him to get lost. If that doesn't happen, he's up to some sort of revenge. I was one of the silly ones who did think it was that security guard in the canal, yes. but the corpse would have broken up and gone and brittle. So I don't think it's him. Then, but yes, I do think that's what they want us to think. I don't think
1: you go brittle. I think you go squashy and okay. float away.
0: Yeah, Shona stripping was brilliant, and David. <laughs> That's what I thought too. And David saying, so you can't disgusting. have sex here. Also, love Jenny's line of the week. It wasn't a branch of spearmint rhinos. <laughs> I also think it's sweet how David wants to help Shona. And I like the little scene with him and Sarah in Friday's episode. But I agree, it would have been a bit more. I would like a bit more detail into why she's behaving like she is. This is Shona. I'm also interested in Dev's money worries and love the scene between him, Kathy, him, him and, and Kathy. Him and Kathy. Mel and Jimmy played that brilliantly. Also, is heading for another fall with Corey. She needs Amy telling her that that's his bad news. What? She had, she had Nina instead. Yeah, I Nina. she's just as good a job. I did like the glasses, though. So, and like Michael said, I'd like Ardy to get more of a story. Character of the week is Sally, although I did appreciate David's sarcastic lines, too. I give it three and a half. David running a stake through Nina's heart <laughs> out of five. How gory. Tanisha gory.
1: Tanisha <laughs> <laughs> gory.
0: Finally, of course, we have Fangirl Overload. One, two, three. are Third weekly feedbacker, Gemma, what does she have to say about this week's Corrie? She says,
1: oh my goodness, now that was a rollercoaster. Between Tim's revelation, the platts sinkhole, Natasha's return, Kel's body and everything else this week was crazy. As much as I hate Jeff, I did feel bad for Tim on Wednesday. I don't think Ollie will die just yet. The other family is getting stronger by the week. At what point does Daniel and Nicky become borderline stalking? The sinkhole was strange. <laughs> and if there's a family it would happen to, it would certainly be the plants.
3: True.
1: And the revelation that Ray was behind it. Wow. Natasha's return is sure going to cause a stir, especially if she had Nick's child all those years ago. It's a bit like how Susan Barlow has an abortion, but it turned I out... I said earlier. She actually had Adam. It seems whenever a woman on quarry has an abortion, it actually means she didn't but we have to wait years. And then we will find out that they had a secret child all along. Then again, it could be a red herring. Finally, I was surprised to see the Kel story came back as, the, as I thought it had been virtually forgotten about. I think Billy should have told Paul about it, though. While we're on the subject, Sean should tell Eileen about Todd. I bet when they find out, they will do the typical, I'll never talk to you again, then talk to them again <laughs> for the next episode. <laughs> if Ollie does die, then between Toya fostering and Nick's potential biological child, it will be torture for Leanne. Speaking of which, Imran can't foster because he stopped his parents from abducting his sister. That makes no sense whatsoever. Character of the week, it's so hard, but it has to be Tim for seeing through Jeff, and I give it four and a half incestuous twins, that's Brilliant. a
0: five. <laughs> Luckily, that's a storyline that's only going on in Corey's head.
1: Oh, it's perfect pervert.
0: Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for, um, yeah, just not turning off through all our all our blabbering about this week's Corey, but I was just so thrilled that it was a good week, and I hope that it carries on this standard next week. You never know, do you? I mean, we had some great Ellen Taylor scripts on Monday and Wednesday. I I do wonder whether Coronation Street knew that EastEnders would be coming back this week and they wanted to tie it in and to be a bit of competition. But then again, this this is the week in September. They often have something big happening. It's a bit of an annual thing. Um, but yeah, great, great stuff. Lots Every of...
1: five years, Simon Barlow gets in trouble, so watch out for that.
0: Indeed, well remembered. So yeah... Um, we, we will see. That there's lots of um, kind of you know, dominoes set up in place that could cause shockwaves next week. Is that a metaphor that works? I don't know. Gemma. Yeah? How can people contact us if they want to feedback?
1: Feedback to us by emailing us at conversationstreet at com. You can find us at com. That's where all of our back catalogue is. And it's all divided up into handy little segments. You can look back and see... Oh, I want to see uh, Natasha Blakeman's character profile. Tough, because we haven't done one. We have not done one yet. But you know what? She might be having lots of adventures. She might be.
0: I'm sure we will do Natasha Blakeman at the end of her current spell of the uh of You know, she storyline. might be in it
1: for the rest of the show. <laughs> iTunes to review. the
0: only one remaining at the end of this. <laughs> it
1: is I, Natasha, when the, the final Street has been
0: raised to the ground. She'll just be standing there. And in yeah. the ashes like Daenerys
1: <laughs> going up to the Iron <laughs> Throne. I told you I'd have the last laugh. <laughs> um now I would I think I would pay to see that. Yeah. If they can see Gia sinkhole. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um iTunes reviews, we haven't had one of those for a while. It'd be quite nice to have an yeah, iTunes it very
0: nice. review.
1: Um, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Patreon.
0: Do tune into our YouTube character profile that we uploaded this week of Elsie Tanner. Oh God, because it was listen. a pretty terrible one.
1: <laughs> but we just put it
0: on because why not? We just watched Elsie Tanner leaving on uh, the Coronation We've Street. We've seen TV, all there days, is. To see. We? So we thought, oh, I think we'll, we'll update our Elsie Tanner character profile. I mean, it's beyond saving, really, isn't it?
1: It's really dire, but it is an interesting sort of capsule, time capsule of how much we've grown as a podcast. Yeah, how little
0: we knew about Elsie and Tanner back in 2012 when we recorded we it originally. To
1: have decided to do a podcast, a profile on Elsie Tanner having known absolutely nothing about her. But you know what, we never let a little thing like not knowing what we're talking about stop us, as you know. So enjoy listening to that if you want to. We've, we did a bit of a extra enjoying outros that we always do on our YouTube re-uploads. Yeah, brand new so
0: content out there. If you're you, really desperate to
1: hear our voices saying something different and new to what you've already heard before, there's always
2: YouTube.
0: Exactly, exactly. Finally, I want to say another big thank you to Charlie Lawson for coming on the podcast this week. Absolutely. Lovely talking fabulous. to him. Um, brilliant um, to get that little exclusive interview with mm-hmm. him. Um, thank you, thank you. Oh, and we again, had to Thank get you that to, in. to... What?
1: Exclusive, exclusive.
0: interview. Um, yeah, and thank you again to... Um, paul from Cory oh yeah thank you. giving well, them the nudge
1: yes and thank you to everyone for listening again hope you enjoyed this episode me too um and if you've got any thoughts about what kind of what dream. kind of factory ray would be opening please do let us know
0: <laughs> we will be back this time next <laughs> week with more from cori six weeks six episodes a week next time We'll see how that goes <sighs> in next week's conversation. I I can't mention it without Joe uh, giving an audible sigh. Come on, think positive. It's going to be great.
1: It's
0: going to be good. No. We've got to put up with it, I so know we suck have to. it up and like it. Suck it, it up, up. If,
1: if, Oh, God, just stop lecturing me.
0: If this week it's yes. been like Monday and Wednesday oh all together God. on one day and then today all on Wednesday and I then we had two wait. other extra episodes it would have been lovely I can't wait
1: I'm so excited exactly <laughs> that's it we're Bye. going we're goodbye going the music
0: of this episode go okay, from podcastthemes.com